0: Sleep, so a I- Folks, 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 Uh, so much has happened today. This is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Tuesday. Uh, We literally had 8000 things happen today. I don't even think we could possibly get to it. Thank God this is a daily show. But, you know, I did. I want to. (laughs) I think, as you guys know, I prayed to little baby Jesus Last week, and I said, little baby Jesus, could you please uh, do everything in your infinite power and wisdom to get Ben Affleck and J-Lo together again, even though they potentially aren't a good couple together, as we've seen the first time they were were together. Um, but but could you do that for me? Because I needed it. Um, and uh, and guess what? Little baby Jesus heard. He heard my cries for Just my cries. And we we got confirmation today, folks. Now, uh, uh, Dumois, Dumois, the Instagram account, uh, will be on Wednesday's programming. I've got to listen to it still because she used a voice manipulator because of her secret identity. And we did talk about JLo and Ben, and and I, I had to cut something out of it. Now I get to put it back in. And that was information about JLo and Ben, and that we knew that they were together this past weekend in Big Sky, Montana. So I have been sitting on this information for days now, and it killed me, folks. It killed me. I mean, to have this kind of secret, this must be what Batman feels like on a daily basis. Just wanting to tell, like, I can do cool shit and I am i have a Batmobile and stuff. That's how I, I was walking around knowing this information. And I, I couldn't tell people. And it was driving me crazy. And yes, I did bet Sophie Ross on Monday's show that J-Lo and Ben would definitely be back together because I had inside information. So Sophie does not have to pay up on that bet. I will let Sophie off the hook on that one. Um, but this, this guys, I don't, I don't even like Lo. I kind of like Ben Affleck. I, I mean, you know, they're neither here nor there. It's, it's, this is pop culture when we distill it down. And this is, this is even more than Bravo. This is pop culture at its finest. This is everything in this story that we love. Now I wasn't around when at their heyday, but Elizabeth Taylor, the famous movie actor, and Richard Burton, another famous movie actor. They uh, kept getting married and and breaking up and getting back together. Of course, we all saw that in the uh, Lindsay Lohan Lifetime movie of their romance, Liz and Dick. But they, you know, but now we have our own uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. I never thought it would be Affleck. I thought, but guys, I mean, just the song I played at the beginning, I had to play that because... You know, we remember we saw Ben Affleck in a music video touching J Lo's uh, butt cheeks on a uh, some sort of yacht. I mean, that's all burned into our memories, right? Like, are we going to get more Ben Affleck and J-Lo music videos? Like, I mean, I'm so used to seeing A-Rod up front at all of her award performances. And now is this going to be Ben Affleck in there? I have so many questions, but this is what I love. Why do I love this so much? So it was so exciting. We finally got the news broken because I was going to have to cut up the, the Dumas interview. And I still have to listen to it back. But now I can keep that stuff in. And I have gotten multiple tips about them hanging out at the vaccine special on my own, uh, away from Des And this was really exciting, though. So this was the news. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have been spending more time together over a week after the exes were pictured at a her los angeles home in late april lopez 51 and affleck 48 we forget that she's a couple years older we're spotted in montana sources tell people they were pictured riding in a car together near a resort in big sky where affleck has a home he was seen behind the wheel with jennifer in the passenger seat oh my god you guys stars they're just like us i have a passenger seat in my toyota corolla i yeah I, i i i just i saw it today Um, Okay, the quote says, Jennifer spent several days with Ben out of town. They have a strong connection. It's all been quick and intense, but Jennifer is happy, a source tells people of the pair, who were later spotted arriving back in L.A. on Saturday on a private jet a PJ. Lopez and Affleck were engaged in 2002 and made headlines as Benefer during their years together, even co starring in the films Jersey Go- Jersey Girl and Geely. They postponed their 2003 wedding days before they were set to walk down the aisle, then officially split by January 2004. Prior to the Montana sighting, Lopez and Affleck both attended and participated in the Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. That's a horrible title for a concert. Vax Live! Vax, Vax in concert, Vax on Broadway, uh, which aired on Saturday, they were not pictured together at the LA venue. Um, But I but this is Ryan, I do have information that they were together at that venue. And we got our first picture of the couple today, uh, Daily Mail. It showed them coming out of the private jet and them uh, in a car together. Ben Affleck at the wheel, J-Lo in the passenger seat once again. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, I have a lot of questions, and it makes me want to re-examine their relationship uh, to begin with, where it all started. Here is a clip from uh, 2003 Access Hollywood with uh, Pat O'Brien.
3: Hollywood. Tonight on a Dateline NBC hour long special, this power couple shared details about how they survive in this huge spotlight, working together on the set of their new comedy, Zhili, and their relationship. So, you are dating, huh? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been found out, it seems. When did you meet? You met at parties somewhere? Yeah? We met, like, kiss, at a couple kiss. of
1: parties, yeah. you know we barely paid there. any attention to each other yeah, at all no, just like hi hi yeah <laughs> you know she, that's
3: hi, that's I'm
1: nice I'm I'm you always... iced me at yeah. the... <laughs> no you iced
3: <laughs> me but we met we met when we did the we did the uh, you know the, the through for the movie yeah, the yeah. read through the
1: first read through
3: yeah when did you fall in love
1: You keep asking that. I told you, you can't pinpoint it. (laughs) It was like we became friends first. That is the honest to God through. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it is
3: the truth. It is the truth. The scenes were really good. The stuff was working kind of with us. It
1: felt like we had good chemistry, you know what I mean? He liked to improv. I could improv back, you know what I mean? He's the best person to improv in the whole entire business, really. I, I, he's, he's don't so funny. be
3: like my mom. <laughs> I'm your mom like th- don't do that thing where you're like, he's the best. He is, so though. I swear, I'm not that. the only
1: one who says it. I'm yeah. not the only one who says it. One
3: of the other interesting things that's kind of really unusual about this movie is that we kind of keep the whole idea of who wears the pants yeah. kind of goes back and forth. Who does wear the pants, by the way, in this group? In the well, movie? No, right here in this house.
1: Ben wears the pants. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wears get the get pants. Mom no I, I don't think we respect each other yeah. but He's i'm traditional over. in a way yeah. that i take on the woman roles and in, in certain things like i like to i like to cook and i like to make sure he has things you know I, i'm a i'm a caretaker i like to take care of people and i'm it's no different in our relationship i i like to make sure that he has everything he needs
3: when's the wedding bring in the priest <laughs>
1: <laughs> right you now
3: what better what better way to do well, they're it. gonna ask you that question all, all weekend next weekend
1: yeah, you yeah. yes. This, You're this right.
3: summer, next summer? What do you think? I fully I don't expect you to answer this, by the way, but...
1: When should we do it? Yeah. You
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, young love. Well, um, you know, I was thinking, though, I I want to know now every detail because we moved on. I mean, he moved on to Jennifer Gardner, obviously, and she moved on to... Uh, uh, who was the Skeletor guy? Mark Anthony, and uh, and 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 they both had many loves, but now I'm like, was this something? Was this something more than? I mean, we 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 gave it a name, Benefar, but we've given many celebrity names over the years. Now I want to know. Also, they said they, that that they they canceled the first wedding three days before the wedding i want to know what went down there i want to know i want to know now so much more and i think why i like it is because as i get older you do get more re- <laughs> you get more reflective and i'm kind of just like that must be so powerful for both of them you know like to be at a young place in their careers and you know all these years later they're rekindling and they get to catch up on stories and J-Lo gets to find out what it was like to play at the Super Bowl. And Jen gets to find out what it was like to go to rehab uh, a couple times and play Batman. And, and you know, so many cool things. I, I just, now I want a documentary series. I want like a chaotic, K-fed Britney Spears kind of jam. Like I need a six episode HBO Max uh, reality show with these guys just following Ben and Jen um you know a reboot we're rebooting Benifer that's what this is guys this is a reboot and we need to give it up but i i for one am very excited about this stuff i know a lot of people and there is credence to this, says, well, this is a PR stunt. Ryan, this is a PR stunt. And I'll be like, why are you using my name? Uh, but, you know, people have said, Ryan, this is a PR stunt because, and this is something that I've told you guys many times listening, uh, the photos that were given to us is from a company called BackGrid. Now, BackGrid is a very interesting because it's usually, it's a very well-known paparazzi photography agency, but it is also known for being a paparazzi agency agency that people like the Kardashians will hire for people to take um, uh, paparazzi photos of themselves, like, you know, a tentative look of Kim without her ring on the beach. You know, those shots that they want us, the public, to see. Or that shot in Wyoming when Kim and Kanye were in the car and fighting and we saw Kim crying. These are all back exclusives, you know. This isn't some paparazzi out in the woods hoping they're going to get a shot in Montana. This is a tipped-off a photographer. So in that sense I do believe Ben and Jen wanted us to be aware but I don't think it's a PR stunt in the sense to help either of their careers. Now I could be completely ridiculous. I do think Ben Affleck for as Uh, you know, star-driven as he has been, I still believe there is a general consensus that, uh, with him at least, that he wants to be a good actor. He wants to be a good writer, a good director, and I believe he really believes in the artistic side of Hollywood. And J-Lo to a degree, but J-Lo, you know, when you're in music, it is about more pomp and circumstance. It is about the show. Now, I don't know J-Lo personally. I do know a couple people that know Ben personally personally but i do think there is something at at war there and and that was one of the arguments when they were originally together this is why i find it so fascinating is that remember we got the benifer glow up ben all of a sudden started he was tan he was wearing fitted suits his hair was was coiffed we didn't see like the messy beard. We didn't see, uh, you know. He he was he was wearing Sean John. You know, it was like really really bizarre. And and we all dug it. I I read a lot of girls online today. Was like he he looked his best during the Benefer period. He looked his hottest, and that's great. But I do think I wonder if that was one of their issues of Ben didn't get to to feel like he was Ben enough. This is all speculation. But I wonder if those same things will play a part now. You know, I mean, we know this from our own relationships, is that the the things that haunt us in our relationships, you know, if you break up with somebody or something and, and you do reconnect at a certain point, those things don't automatically just disappear. It's not like 17 years goes by and, oh, you're completely different. You don't yell at me anymore about not taking out the trash. You know? Which is by the way, that's their big problem. Ben never took out the trash. He didn't take it to the the, the bottom of the curb in the hills. Um <laughs> I don't know. This is what fascinates me, because you want to, you know, we I've talked about this idea a lot, too, about celebrities and their relationships, or even just take Tom Girardi and Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I know, you guys, I know the Beverly Hills taglines came out today. But that will be on Wednesday's show with Demois. I I feel I didn't really count on Ben and JLo happening and Portia Getting engaged happening. So I'm going to talk about Porsche and that. So we'll do the taglines on Wednesday. You know, they're taglines. They'll always be here and it'll be fun to talk about. But that, that, that concept of what do we expect out of our relationships? You know, and when you get older, what do we expect out of our relationships in terms of time commitment, in terms of, you know, hours spent of, of connecting with somebody, that other human being where you're like, I like you, you like me, you know, let's let's hang out all the time. And if you're a celebrity, I mean, even if you're like us, as we get more normal, it, it, us normies, it. You know it's so hard. Like I just remember having inf or feeling like I had infinite amount of time when I was in high school and college and and, and in your twenties. I felt like it was like oh I was like ah oh, another day, this boring day. It's gonna feel like it lasts eight weeks, and now a day goes by in a minute. It's it's so wild. Like and you always hear this shit when you're young. You always get told. You know like oh you better appreciate it now you're you're gonna someday it's not gonna be like that and you're always like whatever i'm I'm gonna eat my i'm gonna eat my dinner in my room mom (laughs) she by the way she would have never let me eat my dinner in the room if i wanted to um but it is crazy. Those things turn out to be true. But uh, it is one of those things as you get older, you you wonder if you can have that closeness and you hope you can have that closeness again. But then I'm so curious about when you add celebrity onto it. I mean, we theorized with Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi, um, you know, they obviously probably didn't spend a lot of time together, especially in the last 10 years. They both were very busy, him, of course, defrauding people and Erica spending that money that he had gotten from defrauding people, um, and she did a couple concerts as Erica Jane. Uh, also, I did find it fascinating though she used they did like these quotes, these you know the housewives taglines, and she used the name Erica Girardi on the Bravo TV app, and I thought that was very telling. Um, you would think if she was really truly trying to distance herself, she would use her own last name. So I'll be very curious if there's a story behind that. Usually there is. But basically, you guys, I just wonder, I want relationships, I want celebrity relationships to have that thing that we all know in our relationships. I think that's what makes us so curious, is that if stars, you know, like Us Weekly says, are they really like us? Stars, they're just like us. Are they really like us? I mean, they're obviously not superhuman. They obviously, you know, like I said, Ben Affleck has gone to rehab a bunch of times. J-Lo has suffered many relationships that didn't work. So obviously they go through pain. I just want to know. And obviously we also got a rod. Uh, we had a couple things, um, a little press snippets saying that he was devastated. He's devastated right now. Uh, friends of a rod say a rod is devastated. And I'm so sorry to hear that a rod. That sounds horrible. Maybe you can cry in your DMS to Madison LaCroix from Southern charm about that. Um, I don't—yeah, I don't even like sports, so we're good there. Um, oh, also, today on the show, Tracy Morrissey is going to be on, host of Pot Psychology uh, and, and so many. She's just a really amazing uh, pop culture person, and we talk about everything, including the first episode of Roni. Um, okay, so we got that little thing about, uh, about A-Rod, and then I had uh, one other comment that I wanted to say or something that I had read that made me— uh, smirk. This is Us Weekly. Um, Us Weekly put out a little blast, and it says Jennifer Lopez's friends quote won't be surprised if she ends up with ex-fiance Ben Affleck. Now, I mean, also just imagine being a friend of one of these celebrities. You're just a Joe Like they're like Ryan. Do you imagine these people? And you're you're like ah uh, yeah. I mean they they're cool. Um, this article says uh, sparks flying. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have always loved each other. A source exclusively reveals in the new issue of Us Weekly. Quote, people close to her won't be surprised if they end up together. Um, with a second source telling us they've always remained friends. I I I love that in the Us Weekly newsroom, they were like, we've got the one source, but we need just one more source. We need a second source. Um us confirmed on April 30th that the duo have been spending time together blah 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 Ben and Jennifer had a heart to heart and it reignited the spark between them the second source tells us now i want to know what that heart to heart was and if i don't ever find out i'm just going to write it i that's one of my guys i I've, I've been thinking i i talked to dumwall about uh, about this about those little moments in pop culture history that we don't necessarily know what was said we can only theorize and i want to take it a step further Would you guys support me if I started writing one act plays of what I thought went down in those scenes? And then maybe maybe we can do like state, like we can do little uh, play readings. Like I I come from a theater background and that's what you do, you'd read the script. But what if I wrote little plays? Like we would do the, um, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, whatever happened on that private jet with the kids, remember? That all started their divorce. We don't know what happened. Or the full dialogue between the the Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Solange elevator ride where Solange beat the shit out of Jay-Z. I don't know what happened there. Uh, The conversation between Kris Jenner and um, uh, Kim Kardashian when they talked about the Ray J sex tape. We don't know the full dialogue there. But what if I wrote it? What if I wrote it? I'm telling you, folks, that's a huge idea. If anybody steals it from me, I will sue you. I will own you if you steal that amazing idea. That's a that's a that's not a billion dollar idea. It's probably more like a thousand dollar idea, but. I don't have tons of money, so that's, like, huge. Um, (laughs) So I will, of course, keep you updated. It is funny. I am. I'm fixated on this, guys. I am fixated, and it is so funny how easy I get fixated because I don't even like – like, I don't even – I – you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I like them. I don't, I, and I definitely don't like J Lo's music and I feel bad about it. The older I get, the more I feel bad that I don't like J Lo's music because I know she means so much to um, so many of you guys. Um, but that is JLo and Ben. Let's move on to this next thing. And I'm sure, like I said, we will have many more things to say about JLo and Ben in the future. Oh, also I did get one, I got a one DM about how hard me and Sophie went on Hannah Burner on Monday's, uh, episode. And yeah, we did go hard. Like, I mean, we did. And I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't ever want to offend anybody. That's definitely not my goal. Um, I'm very passionate about these shows. I am obviously, um, and that's really, uh, you know, the way I, f- I felt about it. And I thought about it all day. I really do. I try to really think about these things and there is a, you know, I believe if you really do take the time to think about things, it really does help you process more. You might come at something at a different place. You know, I might love Hannah next season if she makes it on. I don't know. I leave room for all of that. But from what I saw this season, like I've said many times, I really thought there were so many just just crappy things done on her part and uh just her internet you know i even like i was listening to clips of her podcast somebody sent me for giggly squad and it doesn't really seem like she's learned a whole heck of a lot from this season so she seems pretty much the same, unfazed, unchanged. It didn't seem like any kind of a wake-up call. So there's that. And the one thing that I, I really did, I tried to think about it today and really was trying to feel bad about my opinion. And, and uh, Which, by the way, I want to remind people, it's just an opinion you have your opinion. I have mine. It is, it is, that's what's so great about these shows. That's what's so great about pop culture is that we all come at, at it from a different place. And I'm always so shocked sometimes. Cause I'm like, that's not my opinion at all, but that's it. It's just an opinion. Um, but <laughs> she, uh, the, the, the other thing that got me upset, cause I was really, I was like having a conversation with myself, which I do a lot now. And, uh, I was like starting to like, oh, you know, I do. I hope she's all right. I hope she's not too hurt or, you know, it's my, you know, and then I remembered and then I saw a couple of her tweets today and they're fucking stolen joke format treat tweets. And let me just remind you guys what that is, is that there is a, you know, there's like a standard, like if there's a joke, there's like a way you're going, you're approaching the joke. There's a mechanics of that joke. Uh, she was doing a couple. Um, you know, oh, guys don't believe in horoscopes, but they believe in Bitcoin or Dogecoin, the the Bitcoin that Elon Musk does. And I've seen that joke so many times from so many other people, and that that's the thing that bothers me even away from the summer house. Is is it, I think that's very telling about somebody and somebody's persona is if they lift jokes or joke formats and kind of just plug in different little pieces of information, you're stealing an idea. And that's all we have. Like, when I do this stuff, I don't get paid for it except for the Patreon, and which, by the way, go join. Um, <laughs> by, because, by the way, I'm doing a full recap of Rony Episode 1 by myself tomorrow morning, uh, that should be out before the show. Episode 2 airs tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we I me and Tracy today cover a lot of broad themes from the first episode, but I'll do the full recap on there. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to recap every episode on Patreon and do some here, some there, but I do think I am going to do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps on this podcast on the main feed, because I have a feeling it's going to be really juicy, or at least that's my hope. And not that, like, Roni could be really juicy too, but I just know... I have so many people I want to talk to. It's hard to recap two shows on the main feed, so I might put Rony on the Patreon. Anyways, this is all stuff you don't need to hear. But what I was saying, I just uh all we have is ideas. And that that got me angry all over again because I, you know, like like it's that stupid play idea I just told you guys. What if tomorrow Hannah or Jacks or any other figure said, "Hey guys, I have this amazing or with a bigger following than I do. Say, hey, I got this amazing idea. What if we wrote what we thought happened in these situations, and these people have way bigger followings than me? You know." To their following, they think they came up with that idea, and that's what I said. Like all we have is our ideas, all we have is our thoughts at the end of the day, and that's why I think it's such a big deal, and that's why it got me frustrated all over again. But I'm working it. I'm working on it. I don't want to. I don't want to have hate in my heart. My dad always tells me never hate, and I definitely don't hate Hannah Berner. I just really didn't like her on this season of Summer House. Which, by the way, we that's okay. We can. That's that's part of the joy. The other thought I had, I, this is how much I think to myself, was how, you guys know how much I dislike Lisa Rinna, but I also realize Lisa Renna has created some amazing moments that have made me feel real things. Like, I've been really angry, you know, and that is, I know this sounds deranged, that is part of the joy of watching these Bravo shows, is that you get like, are you fucking kidding me? She said that to Denise, are you fucking kidding me? that's part of these shows and so in a way and I know this is not a new idea but like I, I should celebrate not celebrate but at least appreciate Rinna on these shows I think the only thing that annoys me though is when they act like they know they're in charge and they know when they're what they're doing when in reality I think just Rinna's really just nosy and just really can't shut up so I think that's more what it is than her like creating storylines I think she's just kind of like just trying to jump into anybody else's storyline. Uh, but t- you know, this this uh this year she'll have Rena Beauty to talk about. So um, okay, let's move on to the Real Housewives of Atlanta story that has shocked the Bravo Nation on this Monday in May. Now, today <laughs> we uh I woke up to a picture of Portia. Portia Williams, of course, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, legend. So she had a picture today where it looked like she could have been slightly pregnant. It might have just been a long, flowing dress. Uh, But she was with Fallon's ex, Simon, and she had her hand kind of on his stomach area with a what looked like a huge engagement ring. But then Dennis, her ex that she has a child with, was on the left side of her. So it was like one of the bizarre photos, like about Mother's Day. I, you know, it was like one of those, like, huh? And the Instagram detectives were a buzz. They were like, "What is happening here? This is crazy. What is going on? It's very exciting." It, it, I mean, it's in the same vein as Ben and Jen, and just like pop culture excitement. Um, but uh, so, so this all happens, and then Portia four hours ago, this is, um, this is like 1139 PM on Monday night. She posts her and Simon a picture of them and says, our relationship began a month ago. Yes, we are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night tuning out all negative energy and only focused on positive wishes. He makes me so happy. And to me, That is what matters most. New paragraph. For all of you that need facts, I get the optics. But Simon filed for divorce from a previous marriage in January. I had nothing to do with their divorce filing. Of course, she's talking about Simon and Fallon. Who Fallon, by the way, just to remind you, was on Real Housewives of Atlanta as a friend of. uh, Okay, so, I mean, Portia was at their house. It's wild. I mean, Portia was in a scene with Simon and Fallon. Okay, so... Um, I had nothing to do with their divorce filing. That's between the two of them. Fallon and I are not friends, and Simon's divorce has been settled. Our relationship is a positive, loving, step forward in everybody's lives. New paragraph. Simon and Dennis are committed to being respectful and supportive of my happiness in this situation, as well as being the best co-parents they can be to baby PJ. Two black men stepping up and being amazing people. Let's praise them! Exclamation! 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 Paragraph break. It's truly a beautiful moment in my life, and we cannot wait to spend the rest of our lives together. Xo xo p. hashtag Love wins. Woo! All I keep thinking about is that this this needed like we had the third part of the we had the finale of Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday, and now I want a fourth part of the damn reunion. This is the fourth part. I mean, are you out of your—guys, this is crazy. Think about the implications for this. I'm talking about my one-act play thing. This is going to be one of them. I mean, okay, 30 days. They've been together 30 days. They're engaged. I get being madly in love. I get it. I get the concept of it. 30 days, you guys. That And by the way, Portia, Portia, I, is she just not going to come back to Atlanta because she's going to come back with the biggest target on her? I, I need to hear Kenya's thoughts on this immediately. I mean, this, you guys, this is the implications of this are huge. I mean, how did this happen? Like, and I wonder, I mean, Portia, I, you know what I'm saying? Like this, you know, 30 days maybe since they're interested in each other, but the flirtation leading up to that, I mean, this there's just – and also, I mean, Bravo Chat Room, they said the finale was tonight. I was i was like, was this – is this them just trying to get us to watch Bravo Chat Room? They're like, we'll do anything at this point. Uh, I don't know if it's the series finale or the season finale of Bravo Chat Room, but I i mean, we can't even get Portia talking about it on there. But I, I, I mean – Simon must be so rich that Porsche is just not going to do Atlanta anymore because going back in there, because literally on Sunday, I just remember Porsche telling the other ladies, you know, get out of my drawers. Why you want in my drawers? Because uh, Kenya was hopping up on the the Bolo thing, saying Porsche, you know, messed up with Bolo. Um, but guys, I mean, this is dark. And I want to talk because so Fallon unfollowed Porsche and vice versa. I don't know if that happened today, but I did read that they hadn't followed each other, Uh, which, of course, I mean, this is the I mean, this is even if Fallon was getting a divorce. This is a wacky betrayal, even if because they they are linked through Real Housewives of Atlanta. And also, how is there just like four guys in Atlanta? It seems like there might just be four guys. Like the fact that these women cannot find it seems like there's like a pool of guys they go through. Same thing with New York. Do you notice that you guys where it's always like Harry Dubin? Like I've seen New York guy, like there's more guys than just Harry Dubin, Harry Dubin or Leah with PETA chip guy from last, like what is going on in New York? Like I need to move to Atlanta or New York at this point. So that is what we got so far on that, but it is wild and it's very exciting. And I don't, These moments that draw the Bravo Bravo audience together are few and far between. And last time, I think we had Jen Shaw. Now we have this. So it's all just very, very exciting. And I love it because we all then get to make our jokes and we get to say our theories. And it really is. This is the kind of stuff that brings us together when we love shit like this. And this is what I imagine sports to be like. (laughs) I imagine that guys and girls that like sports you don't talk about like the players and what they're thinking, what did they do on that play? What were they thinking? You know, throwing the ball to that guy. And that's what we're doing with this. This is what I imagine liking sports is, is just, you know, having a good time with your pals. And that's what we're all doing here. Also, uh, Jax Taylor folks, you know how I love to talk about Jax Taylor. Um, my friend, uh, Marissa sent me this and I thought it was so funny. I wanted to share it with you guys. And it just shows us what a little Eddie Haskell this guy is. He is such a creep. Uh Eddie Haskell, of course. There was this old show in the fifties, I think, called Leave It to Beaver. My my parents, it would always be on the like, you know, when you stayed home from school and it would always be on. Like it was black and white. I remember it would always be on for like an hour in the early morning. And there was a character named Eddie Haskell that was like the biggest ass-kiss friend in the world. And pretty much that's um That's what Jax is. So get this. Jax, (laughs) Jax, um, so Randall Emmett's mom, of course, is, uh, you know, Randall Emmett's mom, but has a uh, Instagram account herself. And this, uh, this was sent to me from my friend Marissa from Reddit, uh, from user Jess ID six. I don't, I'm not on Reddit a lot. I have an account, but I don't go on there. So I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. So Jax she posted Randall's mom posted a photo um and Jax commented two times under Randall Emmett's mom's photo. The first first says miss you. The second comment says I just want to have dinner with you and your husband again. I had the best evening and I think about it all the time was such a great evening. And the conversation was perfect exclamation point. And then he, then he added Randall and then added, I mean, this little fucker, man, this is exactly who Jax is. He's creeping on his, like, so-called friends, parents' Instagrams and trying to ingratiate. It's like, hi, oh, my God, it's me, Jason. Remember Jax is my stage name? Do you guys have any money? I think I left some behind when I ate dinner, that lovely dinner. Oh, my God, didn't we have the best time? We just talked. We solved We solved the problems of the world that night, didn't we? <laughs> Your hair was so beautiful that night. How did you raise a son like Randall? He's literally a twinkling star, just like my son Cruz is. I think about you all the time. I, I hope it's okay to tell you that. I want to say something, Leslie, and I, I don't know if it's all right to call you Leslie. I don't know how to tell Brittany this, but I think I'm in love with you, Leslie. I can't stop leaving Instagram comments on all of your posts. I want you to know you're all I think about. I think I want my future to be with you. I think. I, you know, guys, I, this I mean, the, the, the thing that works about this so much for me is that you we all have friends that do this. We all have friends that do this, try to ingratiate themselves with everybody. In fact, I've probably done this at some point. Um, but it's just that Jack's needing people. Like, I'm telling you, that's the thing why we always say, like... How did Jax like, lie, cheat, and steal with all of his friends, yet they still kind of remain friends with him? Because of shit like this. And most people don't question that. But I'm so jaded that I question anything like this. If somebody's super nice to me, I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? But that's what Jax does is that he like, oh my, like, he'll be like, Stassi, I love you so much. I can't believe I did that. I'm so, I'm such a weird person. Like, I just want to help people and like the homeless and stuff. And that's what he does with everybody. And now Randall, like that's, I think he thinks Randall's his meal ticket in some way. So he is going to make sure Randall is his golden goose and Randall is completely protected from everything, if Randall says jump, he's gonna say how high, you know. If he go, if you know, Randall comes to you know see Jacks. Jax is gonna be like Randall. Oh my god, you didn't tell me you were getting in shape. Holy shit, pecs much? How many abs do you have now? Two? Whoa, you look like three at least. Um, but you know what I am saying. So this made me laugh nonstop. Of just so you guys, uh, I believe her name is Leslie Emmett, actor on Instagram. Go on there and just keep track of when Jax leaves comments. And uh, somebody pointed out, I don't know if this is true or not, that Jax's two comments on this post were the only two comments she didn't heart, which would be amazing if Randall Emmett's mom has like the biggest bullshit detector ever. And she's like, Randall, I don't want you hanging out with that guy he stole your dad's sunglasses. Uh, yeah, he did. And we don't want him at the house anymore. You guys, that was it for today. This was the, uh, the, the opening news. <laughs> the, the quick little 40-minute opener. Tracy Morrissey, uh, if you don't know her, I think you all know her. She's been on the show a couple of times. She's just really, really super funny to me. She loves all the same stuff we do. And she's kind of like a genius. Like she's been, like there's a story she tells about working for Vice and you forget how many things she's been a part of like she was like there's just you know and the thing is like she's look she looks to me super young but i know she's been like she'll tell stories where it's just like she's been a part of so many new york cultural entertainment things and i really uh i just really appreciate her work and i uh i know this sounds silly but you know when i when i uh there were a bunch of people I've I've talked about, and they all kind of seem to be New York people. But when I started this podcast, and even before, the people that I followed, and I was like, "Man, I would love to talk to this person one day. I would love to just pick their brain about these things." So it 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 uh, it tickles me to no end that I get to uh, talk about this, and it's a really relaxed conversation. We go into uh, we go into cults. We go into Vice, we go into Leah, we go into Roni, we go into Real Houses of Beverly Hills. (coughs) We go into Mayor of Easttown, the new HBO show. Um, But I think you're going to really love it. Uh, So here she is, my conversation with the one, the only Tracy Morrissey. Oh, and you guys, I am going to put her uh, new uh, pipe accessory company um, on the show notes, but go buy something from her. Like, uh, I want to, God, that Jamila Jamil shirt. I definitely, we talk about it, but there's some cool stuff in there. So go check it out. I would love to, um, get some baddies over there and, uh, show our power. But, uh, anyways, guys, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Here she is. Tracy Morrissey. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, <laughs> hey, it's me again, folks. The first five minutes of this are not in this because I need an audio file that Tracy has, and I have the other audio file. But you're going to get the Zoom file. It's this is really technical, so you're not going to understand. But I'll probably update the um, I'll update the audio file at some point tomorrow if you want that five minute intro and us beginning to talk about Rony, and it is. It is amazing, but I just wanted you to know we pick up uh, kind of mid sentence. So uh, here's Tracy Morrissey.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't. I I um look, I get it because she's like doesn't drink, and I know yeah. that people in AA believe in a higher power and all that stuff. Um, but I think it's wild that she wants to do Orthodox like Orthodox Jewish is a different kind of Judaism, right? It's the uh, I mean that's like, like the top of rules. Yeah. I mean, and
0: that's why I was saying like, uh, she had that conversation with her sister about, you know, her, her style of dress and in her talking heads, uh, she's really uh very, I guess if she's talking about dressing modestly, it's, it's the opposite of that. And her talk, she kind yeah. of looks like a, uh, sexy ice skater in a way.
2: And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know, it just, it kind of made me stop and think, did I waste this pandemic and should I have had a calling of some sort?
2: I don't, I don't like religion. I used to go to um, church yesterday because I went to a funeral and it is so boring, church. Like it, that's that's actually like uh, religious stuff. Like that's my main, that that actually is the worst part for me. That That's what turns me off. And then I was like, just looking around and I was like, God, Catholicism is so weird. There's just this like gigantic, like half naked dying guy <laughs> very realistically like <laughs> hanging over us and like looking at us. It's, it's just a bizarre and we're supposed to be like eating his body like that. Yeah.
0: The, the, the body, the body and the blood of Christ. And I, I used to be an altar boy. I was raised Catholic and uh, my mom still goes to church, but I remember that like putting out the the wafers and, and the water into wine. And I had this weird thing where like, I used to like steal extra wafers cause I thought they tasted good I mean, oh, they you
2: can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> they, also, they're so gross. <laughs> no, I had a weird taste for and I got a real taste they for it. You could use them. some jelly or something.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I was like, what a huge <laughs> missed opportunity not to have like cool ranch wafers or Dorito wafers. Yeah. Um, and there's the Catholic religion is so weird because it's so much like, get up, sit down, stand, get it. Like there's so many movements to it. It's not just sitting there and listening. It's all about kneeling, sitting, standing, kneeling, sitting, standing.
2: Yeah. I actually kind of liked that aspect of it. It like gives you something to do, you know? Yeah, It's like, okay, if once I get through this standing part, then I can sit. It's like, all right, once I get through this kneeling part, then I can go walk up to the front (laughs)
1: <laughs> it
0: was always like the priest's comments, like when you got to his, like, uh, I forgot what it's called, but like when he gets to like, you know, say the sermon, the sermon, I was always like, that's like the halfway mark, unless you have like a really uh, gregarious uh, choir. And sometimes they'll like be singing at every, you know, like if you say amen, then there's like a whole song and sometimes they really stretch it out.
2: Yeah, my, they do. They really do. <laughs>
0: my, my mom had me go on Easter and it had been the first time she had been in person and I, uh, in Arizona, and I was like, "Well, there's no way." I said, "This will be pretty safe." And everybody was just packed in there. It was like we learned nothing. And I was wearing a mask. Nobody else was wearing a mask. And then I went up to do communion, and the one lady who was giving the wafers, you could like take the the take the uh, wafer and then you know put your mask down to the side. I, I chose the priest, and he made me take down my mask. In front of him and accept the wafer. And I was like, this is so weird.
2: He's probably checking you out to see if you were cute.
0: i straight, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, okay, put it back up, buddy, put it back up. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, and by the way, not, I mean, there's been horrific stories. We, of course, all, all saw spotlight with the, the Catholic abuse scandal. Nothing yeah. weird ever happened to me. And I always was like, why do I not get invited to the pool parties? Like, I felt so. <laughs> uh so that's no that's horrible um
2: we we had one of them at our church father pete he's like in big trouble you can google him he uh in in archdiocese of philadelphia it was like a real mess they kept like move they just moved him to a different parish they
0: they kept moving these they knew they were very aware in
2: the same town in the same like state like the same area the same archdiocese they just moved him around that it's not even like they sent him to like california or whatever yeah, I
0: mean, there, there was no uh, – they didn't really – yeah, they just kept moving these priests instead of, like, saying, hey, this doesn't seem to be a thing. I mean, which is weird. I mean, did you – do you follow the Duggers at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like, That's so Josh cool. Duggar – He, uh, in 2019, they just, it came out, they, he got arrested this week because they, at his car dealership found a couple of images on his computer that should have like that, that were supposedly described as the worst of the worst. And Mm -hmm. he had a, he had a program on his computer it was like something that tracked any weird usage of porn or something. And it would send a report to his wife who stood by his side. And he found like another program that you had a, a password protected program that would go around that, that program. And so he could still accept horrific images of kids. And yeah. they released him on, uh, they released him on parole today. And then, you know, they can, he can even see his kids if the wife is there, and he just has to stay. He's with allowed friends.
2: to. He he well, is he allowed to see the
0: kids? If if the wife is there, That's
2: if, but like,
0: how do you how do you get paroled if the guidelines the first time around weren't followed?
2: Yeah also um just the fact that he's just been exposed to so many kids because that's their whole thing is kids like there's so many kids
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that really is their gimmick like there's nothing else yeah it's like we have another kid
2: yeah oh my god so and, and you know and his sisters you know we know that he or they they you know allege that he molested them yep and uh like nothing was done about it. Like the, like the family didn't cut him off. He's still just like around. It's gotta be like awful.
0: Well, and, and, and Jim Bob or, you know, and the, the, the family seems so he's the father seems so uh, dead set on having this show that they just said, okay, we'll, we'll take him off the show. He's not going to be on the show and that'll solve that problem. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like when you have that big of a problem, maybe the show should not exist at all you know because you know this the underbelly of like the seediness when you watch that show now you're going man the darkness because some of those girls that were molested by him are still on the show
2: yeah you know that it's a cult when they make the women do weird shit to their hair you know what I mean like they so they have like weird hair and then it's like FLDS has weird hair and then you know just you know that it's a cult when you know there's like rules about women's hair was, uh, did
0: Nixium have any rules about women's hair? Mm. I know he Probably had issues tears. about, he, had, he had, <laughs> yeah, keep those tight. Keep those real <laughs> trimmed up for Keith, but he had, no, he had, he wanted them really slender. He wanted them to get down to a certain weight. So he was doing the yeah. Teddy Mellencamp, you know, can I eat an apple kind of program. <laughs> and, uh, but there, yeah, no hairdos, but you were into like Nixium and all that stuff this summer. Like, I feel like. 2020 was like the pandemic, but also there were so many documentaries about cults everywhere.
2: Mm, I love cults.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that is something. And I almost get scared that I'm getting kind of snobbish about my cults, like, or even my serial mm. killers where I'm kind of, um, you know, like they had that like Cecil uh, Hotel Cecil documentary on Netflix. Like I thought even, that
2: was a little lacking.
0: It was totally lacking. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that I feel horrible that I'm like, this isn't doing it for me. Like, this is not <laughs> um
2: because the the scariest thing, the horror of that of that whole story is that the people drank the water. It's not necessarily that. She died. So, like, when well, you guys she was just, in like, the water well you guys,
0: it. yeah. She she was yes, found yes, in the sorry. water well <laughs> that they were all using at the top of the uh the hotel. But they for some reason made it four parts. And the first part you're kind of like, Oh wow, this is weird. And then by the fourth, you're like, Oh my god, I'm just watching YouTube clips.
2: Yes, yeah, which uh, I had already seen all of those because I got it, I got real into that case like a few years ago.
0: Did you uh did you see that on Netflix they just released Sons of Sam last night?
2: No, wait,
0: what's Sons of Sam? Sons of Sam. It's another docu-series, but it's about that uh, there was a man that was uh, positive that David Berkowitz was not acting. Wait, wait, what was his name? The
2: Yeah, Sons of Sam. Sam. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he was not uh, acting alone, that it was a group of people uh, doing the killings in New York. Oh. And I got to tell you, I only saw the first episode while I was, (laughs) I put it on when I go to sleep and- uh, I really, it was like, they were showing like, you know, archival footage of New York in the seventies. And it kind of like, was fascinating in a different way. I don't know if it continues to be good, but it was already better than the Cecil hotel one. Oh,
2: cool. Cool. Right. I'll put that on when I'm going. <laughs> oh, to sleep cool. Later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, okay. So before we started, I told Tracy, uh, I warned Tracy that Ben Affleck was back on Raya mm-hmm. and she did not know because she had been busy the last couple of days and you, you t- she told me that she had been on Raya and you like any celebrity that you see on Raya. Is that true?
2: Yes, just to see if they like me back.
0: Has any of those celebrities liked you back?
2: <laughs> yeah, a bunch of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but like Raya's like Fight Club. You can't talk about Raya, right?
2: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that would be... I mean, no, I can talk about Raya. I, won't I mean, like I don't want you to get kicked off
0: Raya, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm not on
2: it anymore. I... Um... I'm dating someone, so I don't need Ooh. to be on it.
0: Is that a podcast ex- exclusive? Is it, is it?
1: No.
2: Um, No, I'm not like coming out of the closet about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, uh yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my thing was, if you weren't dating anybody and Ben Affleck, like how... Would your personal feelings about Ben Affleck, which I don't know what they are, would they come into play if you matched with Ben Affleck or would you be like, it's Ben Affleck, I got to see where this this road leads me?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely go out with him. You know that he's, because you know what it is, is that usually, um, I mean, he's successful and usually like guys like that, they'll buy a whole meal. Like, they won't even, like, just meet you for a drink first, which is, like, always weird because, like, usually you just want to meet for a drink because, like, you know, what if I don't like this person? But they're confident enough to know that you're going to want to, like, have a meal with them because it's Ben Affleck. So you get a whole, like, meal out of it and, like, a couple of drinks. So (laughs) I I love love I've never I've never matched with him. I've never even seen him on Riot actually.
0: I love that you're still, though, like such a New Yorker where you're like, it's a full meal. You're not going to turn down a full meal. Like that's, uh, you got to eat. <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: they wouldn't be like that in LA. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like nobody eats. They were,
2: they're like, do you want to share a salad? <laughs> <laughs> um, you just
0: you just launched, uh, it's Pipe Dreams, right? Yes. Okay. And it, it's Pipe on dreams. Instagram, pipedreams.fun. And yeah,
2: that's also uh, the web address.
0: That's the web you, you, address.
2: Dot .fun is a thing I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I had no clue, uh, either, but you guys, if you are into smoking accessories and pipes and things like that, it's like, there's like a cactus Jack one. That's amazing. She has a Jamila Jamil, t uh, t-shirt that's like, oh, uh, wearing it. oh, she's wearing it actually. <laughs> like that's, it, it's awesome. It's like an airbrushed uh, t-shirt and then it says pot psychology at the bottom. Um, there's, uh, just really cool things. What even made you, I mean, I know you, you, you like smoking, but like, is that what made you think that you could create something that, that you wanted to sell?
2: Um, well, I was just like making merch for the podcast and I was like designing shirts. And then I like, I actually went to college for graphic design. So I was having fun because I hadn't done it in so long. So I started like making other stuff and I was like, I can just like do, I can just like drop ship some stuff. And then all of a sudden I started like seeing like pipes that I thought were cool. So then I just, I don't know, I just started ordering stuff and I was like, oh, I guess I'm like in retail now, (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) launch a site. Uh, I mean, but yeah, it was, it's, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just like a curated selection of things that I like.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally cool. I really, uh, everybody should go check it out if if you, uh, if that's your thing, but it it was actually really cool and made me wish I smoked more. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Oh, that, that t-shirt is dead. And then I was like, Oh, can I pull off a Jamila Jamil t-shirt? Can I, uh, I, I don't know if that's something I could pull off.
2: You don't think you could. Why not? I don't know
0: it's like a really i don't know yeah you know what i'm going to you know what you maybe if it
2: was in maybe if it was in black i'll send you one maybe if <laughs> yeah. it was in black would you prefer black or white i feel like black I think- is like more like um like a like a concert shirt <laughs> you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yes i'm more of a concert guy yeah black would totally <laughs> I cannot wait to pose in front of a car in that t-shirt. Um, <laughs> um, as uh, things are like opening back up in New York, right? And after mm-hmm. the last year and stuff, I mean, what does that feel like? Is it just, are you completely desensitized at this point? Is it, is it a noticeable change?
2: It's like impossible to get a table at a restaurant now. <laughs> like it's absolutely impossible because it's still limited capacity, but everyone's going out. So like forget it. Like you can't if you have to like plan like weeks in ahead, which is really annoying. Uh, but yeah, no, it's nice. I um really, really, really enjoyed this last year of not experiencing any FOMO at all. It did like wonders for like my mental health and my like general well being. So like, you know, I feel like FOMO is gonna start taking like like when I couldn't go to Leah's. Um, premiere party because I had to you know go to a wake so I was like oh man when I saw it, I was like in like, page six like the next day I was like and
0: Aze- Azealia Banks was there. was there I know I mean know. like I, it really what I wanted to ask you about that of like just the kind of weirdness of there's like a a studio 54 quality to mm. like that that Real Housewives of New York I don't know if has ever had where it's I don't know if they've ever seen, I don't know. Like the Leah thing is just interesting with who she knows and who is surrounding. I don't know. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Where it just, it feels so bizarre that that world is opening up potentially Roni. Like, I I don't know what, my thoughts aren't clear. I just felt so weird to me when I saw all of that.
2: I just kind of assumed that like, it was like, that Real Housewives of New York was like getting closer to like my circle because I'm just getting older <laughs> I'm that's, like now I'm like their age Well, <laughs> <So> like <laughs> I started watching great. this show and I was like 26 or 27
0: well I loved last uh last season when they went to like it was like a married to the mob launch party and and Sonia was there <laughs> and I think Sonia was like this is the best thing you know and she was just she was like going up to strangers like let me see your dick um she loved it she was like having but the time she of still her life texts
2: with some of those guys oh i'm
0: sure she does i mean sonia seems like as, as once she gets ensconced in a party she likes she's probably the best time ever you know
2: oh yeah i bet she's fun to get uh, but you know you probably can't get wasted with her like too much because then like she starts to become like your responsibility like the closer you get to her that she's like one of those kinds of friends
0: yeah, like you always said, like is Sony okay? Who's who has eyes on Sonia? Who yeah. has eyes on, you know, like um Sonya at a music festival would be really fascinating, I think.
2: I've seen Housewives at Coachella. <laughs>
0: <When> <laughs> I, I, was- wait, wait, wait. I almost think are like are you mean like as a band, like they were performing, or you mean you just saw them watching? No, I've
2: festival? just I've just seen multiple housewives at Coachella. Like I went two years in a row, I saw Kyle Richards, or maybe three. Um one The one time I took a bunch of mushrooms before I went through the entry, like the gates and they were, I was going through the VIP section. And then I turned around, I was like, they just started to hit me. Cause you know, I had taken a long cab from Palm Springs and I turned around and Faye Resnick was behind me Oh my
1: and God. I was so high
2: <laughs> and she was so tiny. And then Kyle was behind her and they seemed a little high to me. Yeah. I, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. but they seemed like they were having as good a time as I was, so. Uh,
0: one time I was at Coachella and it was the year Prince uh, headlined and I oh, was on cool. uh, Mushrooms and Molly and me and my buddy Nick, we we had like, that year was just lucky and we had like backstage, so we were like, oh, we were waiting for Prince to come out. We are like, oh, let's run back to the bathroom really quick and we were like super fucked up and then we ran smack dab in, um, into a shirtless David Hasselhoff. And oh if, my God. Yeah. And he was all sweaty. <laughs> and if you're like messed up, if you're messed up, it is the last person, like just like I grew up watching Knight Rider and it's like, like all of a sudden I bump into a sweaty David Hasselhoff and I was like, I'm so With sorry. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I guess he was, but like, <laughs> then I remember see, we had to move then seats because then when we got back, we were sitting next to, And this is, I know you are a Celebrity Rehab fan. We were sitting next to Bob with the hat.
1: Oh,
2: my
0: God. Uh, Yeah, who was one of the counselors. And I was like, I do not need to sit next to Bob when I messed up and feel bad. Exactly.
2: Although he seems like he's pretty chill. No, uh, I know. But, but he that give is you that knowing look. See.
0: He would give you that knowing look, like "have a good time, man, have a good time," hey. you know. Like, and you just don't want to think about that <laughs> when Lately Prince comes out. disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, me and Johnny to feel talk like
2: to. Johnny Depp like met him at Viper Room or something once, and then completely based his like his like can style on it. <laughs> like, yeah, you
1: know, it's
2: weird. <laughs> never when really, he like goes to can like on the red carpet, he, like dresses like like that guy exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, they, I mean, Johnny Depp and Lenny Kravitz are two people that it's like, you know, it it seems like it takes so long to get out of the house. Like there's so many bracelets involved. There's so many necklaces. <laughs> like
2: rings. Yeah.
0: And then Johnny, if you're probably around and wants to tell you a story of which, you know, person gave him which special ring or it's just like too much, you know,
2: it's a lot. Yeah. Scars <laughs> and a, everything.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like a whole thing. Um, you didn't make Leah's Page Six premiere party, but there was a party that I saw you at, uh, I think it was Gabby Bluestone's book uh, release yeah. party. Yeah,
2: Hype, her book. Hype, Hype.
0: and um, and it was really crazy because I saw, it was like, you took a picture with Kat Marnell, Gabby, Leah, and I know Nomi Fry was at that party, and I was like, is this fucking like Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle over there? Like, it was like, <laughs> but it was one of those kind of, you probably did grow up in a way with those people right
2: um I've known Kat and Leah for years I mean I've known them all for years but like Kat and I don't Kat and maybe no and Leah like the longest probably or like uh yeah I don't know because I'm old but um yeah and I've known uh uh Naomi for years and Gabby I used to work with at she worked at Gawker and then she worked at Vice um yeah. But it's it was the weird. first just... time I had seen people like, like a, like it was the first time I'd seen media people in so long, I kind of missed media parties.
0: But what was that like too much though? Cause it felt like all of a sudden that's like at a hundred, you know, like that's a big, like I saw all those faces and I was like, wow, this that is like, awesome. Oh, okay. So you, <laughs> you said earlier though, the FOMO thing. And like, sometimes I'm getting scared about the re-entry of like, I don't know if I have the wherewithal to Like I was going to a lot of concerts. I was hanging out with a lot of friends and like, there's been a year of not having to do any of that. And it is one of those things that I worry that like, I have not trained for any kind of re-entry. I get like, I'm used to talking to people behind a microphone. Um, And I know you said like, so what do you consider? What do you consider too much as we re-enter as opposed to things you like?
2: Uh, Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, I don't love hugging. <laughs> so like I love I kind of was really comfortable with like not having to hug or shake hands or anything. And now I feel like hugging's starting to come back a little bit. And mm, it's not, you know, for yeah. me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's uh I'm yeah, I'm not a hugger and I get really nervous and awkward around People uh, just, yeah, with touch and all that stuff. And then you see those people. I remember watching people at work and you had those guys, especially, that would want a deep hug with all girls, you know? And I would be like, how do you, like, it's never something I want to do, but there were those, and I worked around actors, so that says a lot too, but it was always like deep hugs. And I was just like, I don't want a deep hug with anybody, you know?
2: No, no, I don't like to hug anyone at work for sure. Uh, Which is why I love working from home, doing my own business
0: it's you know i don't have to hug any creeps um okay so pot psychology is your podcast that you co-host uh with your co-host rich and um you guys have a patreon where you covered the entirety of real world homecoming um and the Mm -hmm. only reason i i I don't know what you guys said on that but i personally found it really refreshing and i kind of loved it what was your overall takeaway from it
2: Uh, Oh, I loved it. I loved seeing it and everything. Rich was like, he felt like it was too long, like it was too many episodes. And he said, but he acknowledged that if it were any shorter, he'd be pissed that there weren't more episodes. So that was his main takeaway. We love those people. I love that cast um i really it was real interesting seeing becky turn out to be a karen which (laughs) wait (laughs) you guys
0: it was amazing i really (laughs) highly recommend it just for the becky stuff
2: i mean because well because they talked about really interesting like important social issues and then it's crazy going back and seeing the things that they didn't include like they didn't include kevin watching, like all of them watching the LA riots on TV. Like that seems like a really huge cultural moment and they just like acted like it didn't happen. And then, you know, there are all these like racial, there's all this like racial tension and and emotion in the house and it just made um, Kevin seem like he was like, they tried to just make him seem like he was crazy or irrational, like an angry black man. Um, I do think he was an asshole a lot of the time and he escalated things that didn't need to be but he acknowledges that now too. Um, and you could see what his growth was like, you know, and basically, he also was always right the whole time. But he just had a bad delivery before. But also the white people weren't interested, or, or open to hearing what he was had to say. And I thought it was really cool to go and revisit all of that.
0: I thought it was actually, yeah, really well done. And and I'm not used to, I guess what I found refreshing was I'm not used to actually ideas being presented in reality show format anymore because what Real World turned into was just like then like who's fucking who and like let's drink vodka, drinking vodka Red Bulls and smoke, you know, like it it turned into a completely different thing than actual issues. So it was like kind of startling to have these people having real conversations and the Becky of it all because you guys, Mm -hmm. they took the footage from the first season and they would clip and you just saw, how there was no change, that there was no, like, Becky... Oh, I like, thought she
2: got worse. I thought well, that's the change was well, that she aggressed.
0: Well, th- that she was saying, she, I will not be told, like, I will not be told how to feel. I will not be... And it was really uh, uncomfortable to watch. And they kind of inter- interspliced other footage from the first season with Becky. And also, you guys, you might not know this, but Becky, John Lennon lived in that loft with them the first season because <laughs> Becky... <laughs> Becky let us know for the first time that she has a, a Ouija board and she was pals with John Lennon and she was super cool about it. She said her and John were peers and they just had like a really, but that, who knew
2: that? When he that? passed, he came to her. Yes, because of course he would. <laughs> I mean, but that's the
0: but that to me is such a specific detail that totally makes sense in a character arc of like, of course yeah. Becky thinks John would find her fascinating, you know?
2: Well, you know, she's in a cult. She's in a cult.
0: No, I didn't know that.
2: Oh my God. The guy, you know how like they show her and she's like, yeah. And I teach like about like blah, blah, blah. Um, the And then there's like a, a board behind her and has like a diagram of chakras. <laughs> 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 and then the guy that like his religion, I, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but like he, um, he was a cult. He was Russian. She was like, she described him. She's like, I'm just telling you that I've, you know been through the teachings of this like astro <laughs> you know <laughs> like neurosis it was like some word that wasn't like real yeah. and um <laughs> yeah he's he was like kicked out of russia for like for starting the cult there uh he's he's like um it, it's crazy that that her father who apparently was a very well respected psychiatrist and like a published psychiatrist um like got real into this guy. And and Becky did too. She's like just not, she does not have her feet on the ground. That's oh. that's the issue with Becky.
0: But but it's a it's a classic reality show trope now. I was of people, um, and I know you don't watch Summer House, but there's a character Hannah Burner, that I think you're probably aware of. Uh, mm-hmm. and she just I feel like ego gets in the way of ever making any forward momentum in their own lives because they're so no, I am right. I am right. I, and there's no, like, and in a way I'm kind of fascinated with that because I don't have that personally and I admire it sometimes, but it sometimes gets in the way of every, and it, it, we see a lot of these people on reality shows because I think they apply for them because they think they deserve to be on TV to begin mm. with. Yeah. um,
2: well, Yeah. That they, that they think that they're interesting enough. Like, yeah it, they have a very high opinion of themselves so um, they think that their opinion is correct
0: what is the closest you have have you ever come close to getting into a cult or like was there like oh that one year got it was pretty bad you know
2: I worked at vice so I feel like <laughs> that was kind of like that I wore a ring that said vice a gold ring did they make me did feel, they make, they you, did you, you, they make you where where are no no okay. you had to earn your ring I had to earn my ring. <laughs> like you have to like not everyone had them so it was like very cool <laughs> if you had a ring and then there were silver rings which weren't as good as the gold rings and um it was a whole like thing it was a whole system it was Wait, like did
0: you then have to kick down the rings like like i'll choose who gets the next ring like was it
2: that kind of thing you su- you get to suggest people yeah <laughs> yeah but it's supposed to be like people who like deserved it that that worked hard or whatever that year.
0: Was there a ceremony? Um, and, and, had,
2: and had been there for a long time. They used to do a ceremony at the Christmas party and they didn't do that with me because I like, I only got mine because I freaked out when they didn't give me one. And and I like complained to the COO. And I was like, I launched this site, it was your most successful launch this year. Uh, how dare you guys not give me a ring? They gave Gloria Steinem a ring just for like coming to the office. And I was like, come on. So at at a youth media company, she's like in her eighties, right? (laughs) Late seventies. At least I think she's in her Um, eighties. But anyway, we
0: always see Gloria with the ring on always. She never takes it off.
2: I think I still have it. I think I like never (sighs) put it out of my, my key jar.
0: I love things like this. I love memorabilia.
2: Oh, no, it must be in my jewelry box. I don't know what to do with it. There's like a million of them. They're not like that special. Like I went to the um, storage locker, not locker. It was like a giant room. And um, I found a whole box of them.
0: <laughs> Wait, so did they like, here, here's your ring. Take it. Like, did they begrudgingly give you the ring? Or did they say why you didn't get the ring in the first place?
2: The COO came down and just brought it down to me when after I freaked out in an email. And none of the men acknowledged it or gave it to me. And I guess she had suggested that I get one and they said, no. So she gave me one anyway. And, um, she got down on one knee when she gave it to me. (laughs) It was really nice.
0: That's amazing. Wow. What a, what a fascinating thing. Um, Okay, so you you produced the V list with Pet Shop Boy, and I noticed you guys were in a place with funky wallpaper, and I was like, oh my God, they have to be at Margaret Joseph's place.
2: Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know wallpaper in every room.
0: I know you were, I think I know you've been there before, or maybe it was some other housewife's place, but has, is her house finished with construction now? Like was it is it all done?
2: The downstairs is all done. It is so beautiful. It looks so good. Oh wait, I think they're still doing the ceiling in the dining room. Joe was working on that like two times ago when I went. (laughs) Uh, He's the greatest. I love Joe. I love Lexi. I love all of them. Uh, Margaret, they're all like just the nicest people. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so she has wallpaper in every single room. In the living room, it's beautiful. Um, It's like a huge mural. It's like funky in every room. So it's like different wallpaper. It's like, you know.
0: So you saw uh, the deer heads. You saw the multiple deer heads.
2: Yeah, I saw the bear. uh, pictures of the bear and the horse, the the giant horse picture that she took from Danielle Staub's house that she had, <laughs> that she had Dolores by. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> Wait, did, did you see Danielle Staub's dance video today?
2: I did. I she, mean, I did. <laughs> like that kind of
0: eroticism is just amazing for a lady of her stature. You know,
2: I don't, I don't understand where she's living. Like, I don't know where, like, because the, the, um, the sheriff's, the sheriff's office or whoever they had to come um pick to, like remove her from marty's and she didn't have anywhere to go then she had to go to a hotel because like she was refusing to leave so I, I don't know like what the setup like i don't know if she's in a hotel i don't know if she's in a studio i don't know what's going on how she has money it's all very confusing
0: like, that's one of those I mean. things that it would be interesting to meet Danielle like once or like a half hour with Danielle. But like it was another thing not I mean, kind of unlike Son- Sonia, but in in a way of just like it, it would be really scary to spend more than a day with Danielle. I would it, you know, like I, I feel like there'd be a lot of turns there that you wouldn't see coming, even though we know her history.
2: Did you read Cop Without a Bed?
0: I did, yeah. Like I have a first edition yeah. copy. It's pretty exciting. Oh, <laughs> yes. sweet.
2: Yeah, I read it. I bought it for my sister for Christmas a couple of <laughs> years ago. And I re- just read it before I wrapped it like really quick. I, I mean, it was a page turner. I I, almost, yeah. I skipped to the second half where she was just in it. I didn't read the first half. Um, but I loved it. I loved <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> no, it's it really
0: is good. You can actually find paperbacks really cheap out there if you don't want the hardcover. Yeah. Hardcover is good because you can bring them to family events and like toss it on a table if anything gets needed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, why do we like, why, why do you love these things? Like, why do we love pop culture the way we do? Like I, I get fixated on like Tom Cruise laughing at a Scientology meeting. Mm-hmm. I get fixated on these like kind of iconic imageries, like or like the Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette and sadness. There are these things that are kind of emblazoned that I really, I kind of hold up there with art. I mean, how, do, why are you attracted to things like this?
2: Um, I I don't know what like actually like draws me to it, but I know that a big part of the enjoyment for me is that pop culture is like our, is our culture as Americans. We don't really have a culture like we have, you know, like, like, you know, they have like wooden shoes in Holland and they have like, (laughs) um, like, you know, meatballs and and (laughs) Italy.
0: We we have Ben Affleck and Jonah Hill. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We have Oprah and we have, you know, um, basketball wives and we have, yeah, we have. That's
0: our greatest export as America, right? Is our, our celebrity. Pop
2: culture. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity. That that celebrity is, is like our culture or pop culture anyway. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I've always been drawn to like campy stuff. So um, I think that's like part of it, but I think that like part of the enjoyment is that it's like touchstones. For us. So it's like a way to connect with people. Like you see the Ben Affleck smoking picture. Yeah. And you know what that emotion is. And that's like a way to communicate with other people. I mean, like the way that memes are anyway.
0: Have you uh I mean, you know, I I know you're you're a mom, but seeing pop culture through your child's eyes, is that a different is that kind of weird as she's growing up and what she likes? And you're like, oh my God, she's picking up on this from me, or like, is there any of that? Um
2: uh, I think so. I try not to like be like, I try to introduce her to stuff mostly because like, if I'm gonna watch something with her, I don't wanna be bored. So I wanna like pick things that I kinda like. Um, (laughs) She definitely is into pop culture the way that I was, but she's not so much because she doesn't really watch TV. None of her friends watch TV. They don't even know how to work the TV. Like she always has to get me to like help her with the TV. Cause I think the remote has too many buttons or something. So they watch like YouTube and stuff. So there's like different things that they're into. I don't know. It's, it's a, I think it's a different experience for her. I'm a little bit concerned about social media in general with having a kid. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I get my, I have a niece and nephew, uh, like a, a 11 and 13 and they don't have social media yet. And they really, they're begging to get on it. And I'm like, God, you guys don't get it. I mean, like you literally don't get it. And also with my, my niece, I'm just like scared, you know, the, the Kardashians, uh, mainly, I mean, I feel like there's such a standard of beauty on there that they've helped create that I get scared. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not a attainable beauty in any kind of way yet. They're pushing it so hard. And I wanted to kind of get your take on the whole Chloe mess, um, you know, that start. I mean, just with the wild photoshopping, and then her statement that where she came out and kind of explained that we as a society are potentially bullying her. Um, uh, you know, I know you know the Kardashians like really well, or like at least have a, a take on them. What did you think of all of that?
2: You know, it's like. I thought that she looked good in the normal, in the photo that she wanted to have removed from yeah. everything from the internet. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like the best that she's looked because she looked real. And happy and, it, it and healthy. Yeah, and, and um, like real and relatable. And uh, it was just weird that like her defense about it was that like, I don't look like this. I'm actually hotter. And so it was like her body dysmorphia is like just really, really, really strong. So I, and, and like, just like really overpowering. And um, it's, I I do think that body dysmorphia is also like contagious. So I think that, uh, you know, it's just, it's, she's like dealing with that and I don't think she's like, I, I don't know if I can like fault her because it seems like she's so deep in that, that she can't, like she, she has, she's lost perspective, you know. Like she doesn't know what she looks like, and I, I actually relate to that. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, 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 at one point, like, I, I was like extremely overweight, uh, uh, kid, and I still will always see myself at a certain weight. I will always see myself at that. I understand it, but it's just, it's interesting when somebody like a Kardashian cries that because. I was like, well, but you guys really helped create a lot of this. You know, you you really, you know, all of her sisters and all of this. And then it was interesting that the finger was being pointed back at us. And then Tristan, even on top of that, and I was like, wow, she, there's like, it must just be insanity in her world.
2: Yeah. I don't think that it's like a sickness. It's not, um, I, you know, it would be cool if she would be, um, more cognizant of that but you know that's her journey it's just i don't know like uh i'll tell you this that i am not like my daughter is not interested in any of that kind of stuff she definitely doesn't like any princess stuff uh she actually kind of dresses like Valerie Solanas, and that is not my doing, like whatsoever. But she has this like weird like leather daddy cap she's been wearing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very much like I'll show you a picture of her. She like? Slo- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she did. I did not pick this outfit out for her. Like, this is a birthday gift to me. She like posed on this rock. She like did this photo shoot herself. That's
0: awesome. But it's like very independent. Like that's a very interesting.
2: But they So she likes Billie Eilish a lot. And so, she, and she likes baggy clothes. And I think that Billie, like she thinks Billie Eilish is cool. And that's what's influential, like on her. Um, although it, so it made me slightly nervous when I saw Billie Eilish was on like some cover of, mag- of a magazine with like lingerie. She's,
0: yeah. Now it's all corsets and tight stuff because she wants to feel like a woman. Now she said, did you guys watch and that I, documentary?
2: We did. And I felt like she was such a brat. Did you watch it?
0: I did. And I mean, like it was, I mean, it was interesting to see Phineas like have to be like, come on, Billy, we got to finish this. Song. Like it was, it was like this weird hand holding by Phineas and other people surrounding her. But then there was like little moments like that Orlando Bloom moment. I just loved when he was obviously rolling his balls off at Coachella and and he was like, we're all part of the universe, Billy. And she had no clue who he was.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah. There was one part where she was just so rude to her mom and I turned to my daughter and I was like, (sighs) I would, I would never allow you to talk to me like that. And she's like, I never would <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> five years.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'm glad you did that as a family. Um, we, you, aren't you in pet shop boy? Are you, you guys are recapping something together, aren't you? Just or are you... all
2: the different housewives. We've, we've been doing that, uh, as a bonus on his, um, Patreon. podcast. Yeah. His Patreon. Uh, we just do, whatever housewives were watching at the moment we didn't like Atlanta, so we didn't cover it it was really boring to us
0: it really was and, that, and i'm not it's it's uh the bolo episode of course was a high point and i mm-hmm. feel like everything came together for that episode in a lot of different ways and then it kind of fell off again to the point yeah. where and i think we're so deep into housewives now that you know we just kind of There's whole seasons that I'm like, yeah, this just, even Jersey, for some reason, I know some interesting things are happening and I like the guys and, but at the same time, I'm kind of desensitized to Jersey this season.
2: Oh, I love Jersey this season. It's so good. It started off with such a bang. But
0: but then they let the air out of the bag with Jackie not going on the cast trip, I felt. I'm like, there was so that to me, that last scene was so amazing. And then Jackie was like, ah, Teresa's mad at me. I'm gonna stay back from the cast trip. And I felt it let the hair out like the air out of that, you know?
2: But like, but then when they saw each other at the Jersey Shore again, and they were all around that table, and then all of a sudden it was it reminded me of when um the Housewives went to like where did they go to Cartagena? Yeah, and yeah. there was like four different fights going on at one table. <laughs> like it was just like that. Like everyone <laughs> started fighting. It Was like cross fighting and stuff. And Melissa threw the cheese and then immediately started cleaning it up after she threw <laughs> it. The like, little cubes was,
0: of cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Jackie's weave was a mess. Like she was just crying, sobbing in the kitchen. I thought that. I mean, okay, I thought well- they brought it.
0: See that's ah, see that I go back and forth, but then I mean, they also think that the that it's very typical. And I, I my ex was uh, Italian American, and I hung out with her family a lot. And Joey Gorga reminds me so much of her family <laughs> and of just the passion of like I do everything for you, and it's always like a streetcar named Desire. Like it's always like just so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that the last two episodes with Joey and Melissa, and I can't tell. Like I'm like I can't tell if this is. Acting and Joey's just like really feeling it. If this is really Joey, you know, like it, it's really that whole like you're my woman. You need to stay home with me. And I find that kind of fascinating because I've I've seen that in real life.
2: Yeah, I'm mean, same. I like my uh, my parents have a house on LBI, so it's uh, which is on the Jersey Shore. It's like one down from Seaside. It's one like <laughs> inlet down from Seaside. So, um. I, yeah, I've seen all of that. I mean, I've had Italian boyfriends in Jersey. Um, so I don't know. I recognize it. Uh, I like the culture and the food. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, it's a, I mean, that's you guys on Christmas Eve, and They would have like like a, a seven, I think it was like the seven fishes or something like that. And I, yeah, I do that on Christmas Eve. I ate for like six hours straight one Christmas. Yeah, awesome. I, I mean, it's you, the best. Oh, it really, really is kind of an amazing thing where it doesn't end until like 1 a.m. and like the final course is like lobster. Like it's like it's mm-hmm. big. Um mm-hmm. uh okay, so you like Jersey. Is there anything that you're watching now that you're like this um, you know, for some reason I love this. And it doesn't have to be Bravo, it doesn't have to be, you know, like, is there anything that you are just like kind of obsessed with uh that's new out there that you're watching?
2: Is it rea- reality? Just reality or no, it could be anything. Oh, Mayor from Easttown on HBO. It, it, the, the, the Jersey, the Pennsylvania Jersey accent, South Jersey, Pennsylvania accents they do are perfect. Perfect. So good. And that's such a hard accent to do. I grew up in Bucks County, which is outside of Philadelphia. Um, and I, And everyone talks just like it. And it's like the town reminds me so much of the town I grew up in um, where everyone knows each other and, you know, women are great grandmothers at like 56 years old. <laughs>
0: Wait, is, is the, <laughs> but is the show good or you're just like, these are amazing accents?
2: Oh no, the show is good. It's a murder mystery.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Then yeah, no, I oh, don't uh, know. It?
2: It's Kate Winslet.
0: I've seen it. Well, the the reason I've seen it is I've seen it on Twitter because on Sunday nights, like every one of my comedy friends is tweeting about it and it's always, they're tweeting about the accents, and i was like, "Is everybody watching this to talk?" Like, I, I just didn't know if it was like nobody said if it was amazing or not, or it if they're really just adds
2: to the charm of it. That's like you know <laughs> makes it so remarkable. But no, it's good. It's like it's like a class. It's like a solid HBO show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but it it's elevated by the accents, and then and Gene Smart is in it. She's great. Oh,
0: Gene Smart's great um, in everything. Did you watch Watchmen? Yeah.
2: No? I did. Yeah, my friend Cord wrote it.
0: Oh, really? I love, I love that. Like it's, it's He's so very talented. Awesome. he won all
2: these awards for it.
0: Yeah, it was really, I mean, I'm a uh, comic book geek, so that was like really, really amazing. Um, uh, okay. So before we get into like some overview of, uh, Roni, is it just in terms of like real housewives, all stars and all of these split off shows that are potentially happening? What is your opinion as Bravo starts expanding their like Marvel cinematic universe, like 90 day fiance does. Do you like that for Bravo?
2: I do. I do, you know, because, um, I like things that I'm comfortable with <laughs> and I already am yeah. like, comfortable with like when you like, like cast members from something and they're not really working out on their own thing, mix them around, but like yeah. they, they spend all this time making these people into like celebrities. Why not, you know, just keep creating like vehicles for them.
0: No. Yeah. I'm totally up for it. And in fact, I kind of get, I mean, I watched 90 day fiance and like all of its insane amount of iterations, but it always bummed me out that it seemed like they really took that torch from Bravo and kind of created this whole world that Bravo, I feel like where it's like three years behind, even though they had the talent three years ago mm-hmm. and like TLC was like giving these people like GoPros and it's like the whack pack with GoPros. <laughs> and I'm like, you couldn't have done that with the housewives, you know, like I just felt like they are a step have. behind now.
2: It's um I I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's step behind, but wait. So as far as the all-stars go, do you think that Vicky and Tamara are so pissed that they're not there?
0: Oh my god, yes. How they should you... be
2: there. They should be there. Or at Vic... least Shannon. At least Shannon. Why didn't they send Shannon?
0: Because she was working on our cream cheese salmon uh recipe. <laughs> it's so um...
2: gross that she sells microwave fish. I mean that. I'm kind of, <laughs> that makes everything. <laughs> say.
0: I'm still fascinated with Shannon uh, Badora's daughter's band. Uh, then the song Dreamcatcher, and I ladies was like,
2: of, of rock,
0: ladies of rock, rock yeah, and rock,
2: the, the, ladies of
0: rock. Yeah, <laughs> <That was> weird. <laughs> I, I was always like, I was always like, why didn't they keep going? Because I would have loved to have seen what the divorce, like how that changed their music. You know.
2: Yeah, I what the divorce.
0: Well, no, I mean, Shannon and David Bedore divorced. And I was like, I wonder yeah. what this will do to the girl group. Like, will they start writing deeper songs uh, other than Dreamcatcher?
2: Probably. But Dreamcatcher was pretty good, though. They would have had like a pet sound. It was very, era. very weird that Shannon, like, got that involved in, like, doing this, like, band with the girls and, like, booked them studio time and what? stuff. And this like, This is her. She loves bon, bon Jovi and
0: Poison. She would, like, loves Bon, bon Jovi. Wait, did you watch Dallas this season? Yeah. Um, Deandra being engaged 13 times, but then on that bus when she was talking about going backstage, Deandra she was like
2: a was backstage awesome groupie. This season. Yeah, Candlebox.
0: Can, it was
3: that's, Candlebox. They, and she's like, that,
2: they sing that stripper song.
0: And yeah,
3: then, song. She,
2: like, yes. But, she,
0: <laughs> she, but also, then she actually, the bassist of, like, rest in peace, the bassist of the Who, John whistle, and nobody knew on the bus who who he was. And I was like, that's
2: insane. I, I wouldn't be able to point them out in a crowd, but if you say the who to me, I know who that is.
0: Yeah, but it, I it feel was like, they
2: didn't know the who, right?
0: I just, I loved, I love, like, that's somebody that I would love a prequel series or some kind of thing of Deandra's, like, backs, like, how you she engaged 13 times, you admit you had a coke it, problem. She was,
2: yeah, that's, she's partied, man. I loved when they were like, do us, do your best move from the 80s, and she pulled the straw out of the drink Intended yes. to do a line. That was great. That's great physical comedy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so Dallas had Tiffany moon. Uh, we we've had a lot of different housewife shows now where there is um, uh, somebody of a different, um, uh, you know, ethnicity coming on and teaching
2: integrating people. them.
0: Yeah. You know, like, and you know, Tiffany uh, spent a little bit of time trying to teach Brandy what it's like to be a human being. And now with New York, we are introduced to Ebony Williams, who, you know, in her first scene when they're walking in Central Park with Leah, she's wearing a, a shirt with the Central Park Five on it and uh, the names of the Central Park Five and a Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter mask. And I, I, do you, is this, uh, do you like how Bravo is handling these things and these kind of integrations?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tiffany Moons was um, sort of seamless because she was friends with Deandra and she really did fit into that group I mean she had the uh, other than the fact that she was more educated than them and has a better job like she just but she like you know she has the money she has the look she has the opinions the the mouth the like doing weird stuff like it, you know <laughs> making like social faux pas like she yeah. she is doing all of it and has sensitivities I thought that she was great Ebony it's the the thing with Ebony that makes it like hard is that like she seems cool, but like the it's gonna be difficult, like trying to mix her in with like Ramona and Luann and Sonia, who are so much older than Ebony and Leah. And it, that I feel like that's what didn't work about Atlanta this year was that there was um, the such a uh, disparity, yeah, between the you know aunties and the the nieces, like it just doesn't seem like natural and it doesn't seem, or do, it just doesn't seem like organic enough.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is interesting to see how this, and then in the scenes that we got to see, you know, I mean, I guess the one big scene that I was, uh, I mean, dying about was of course, Sonia being a really, a person that can reach across the aisle and get multicolored fishes to make, uh, I mean, that really, her having the multicolored fishes and pointing that out to Ebony was just what an amazing moment. And what a Sonya <laughs> moment of like, you see that there's different color of fishes, right, Ebony? You see that, right? It was really kind of Sonia-esque.
2: Um do you remember the season when um when Aviva's father was marrying that nail tech? Um, what was her name? <laughs> I <don't> uh, know. <laughs> you remember, you remember yeah, I when she'd, remember. she'd bangs? Yes. Um, she was a black girl.
1: Yeah. And they
2: were in the back yard of sonia's house and the the girl she did nails. she actually had her own show i think on some other channel like we or something about about nail salons it was like just a few episodes or something but she did she was on something um but so she they were sitting at a table and she takes out her little packet of like swarovski crystals that you know she glues onto nails and um sonia was like oh people are gonna think we're doing a drug deal back here and it's like Okay, oh, hey, Sonia, like, <laughs> like, I know that she probably only said that because of like the little baggie, but it's like, you're sitting here with like a black woman on the Upper East Side. Like, it's just, I, I yeah, uh, she just doesn't know. She doesn't know. She, doesn't, I, I mean, or maybe she does know and she just doesn't care.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like Sonia is like, what a lifestyle. You know, the Sonia lifestyle is very interesting because it's pointed out so many times in this episode, too, of Sonia's worried about the bottom line, you know? She can't keep her pied-de-terre on Columbus Circle. She's worried about the townhouse. And I really feel like there are some dire situations that Sonia is potentially going through. And it kind of, like, is, like, just underneath the surface in any scene Sonia's in.
2: I don't understand why her money situation is so bad at this point because they're making... I would think Sonia's probably making seven, 750 maybe 700 a year on wise and ramona's maybe at a million because that's but like what nini was at when she left or maybe they're just south of that i don't know but it's definitely more than 500 000 this season and then they're pulling in six figures on cameo all of them yes yeah, like, actually is
0: in the top five of cameo earners
2: because she, she's um priced well she's 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 just cheap enough you know what I mean to like to have like a really high-end housewife she's the cheapest of the high-end housewives um so and then they're doing all these other different things but I think that she just like makes bad business decisions over and over and over again like and and just keeps like stepping in it, like the, the John Travolta movie yeah, mess the,
0: up. You guys, she had to pay a judgment out of millions of dollars because she was a producer on a John Travolta movie that uh I don't I, that that didn't end up going and Fell then they apart. sued her. Yeah, and she had to pay that money. She was on the hook for it. Yeah, that's I mean, God, I mean I wonder if she Randall
2: about the movie industry. There was no reason why she should have gotten involved in that.
0: I wish Randall would have gotten involved with Sonia at some point.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine.
0: Did you watch yeah. did you did you read that King of the Geezer teasers uh article in Vulture about him a couple of weeks ago?
2: No, what
0: was it? Uh they did a whole article about all of his movies and like how, you know, they've kind of like he'll he'll you know, it's like Bruce Willis, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, they'll, they'll pay their quote and they'll do like two scenes in the movie that will like, you know, it's like two or three days of work, like, and oh, they'll yeah, put them like, on the poster. They'll be able to sell overseas. And, you know, Bruce Willis knows that like, nobody will see these movies over yeah, here. Yeah. And so he's like making his, and, and they're in and their horrible movies, you know?
2: I've never, you know, I never saw the movie that he hired Lala to be in. That I think De Niro was the, in.
0: The oh, access, No, no, no. That's Pacino. Axis Alley. Pacino.
2: Okay, oh, is that? Did you see it? Is it good? She okay, no, like, no, no.
3: This is like amazing. Two
2: thousands eyebrows in it, like or like twenty seventeen eyebrows in this movie that was supposed to, to take place in the forties.
0: Okay you you guys I've talked about this before they haven't released it yet, but they released a trailer two weeks ago for it and it's not called Axis Sally anymore with the original title and Al Pacino plays a lawyer uh, in it and Lala's in a couple of scenes. but the lead of it is this um, uh, actress and I believe she might be Russian, but it turns out the actress, Finance the movie because she's a millionaire, millionaire. And I got real, I was really stoned and I watched the trailer and I was really excited. And then you're like, oh my God, this is the worst. This, it was like, it made no sense. And like Al Pacino is like, you're not going to be guilty. You know, like he's like doing his Al Pacino. (laughs) And you're just like, and, and, uh, you know, I was, I'm a trained actor. So you just know that these people are on set trying to make something happen. And I was just trying to imagine Al Pacino trying to work with the lady that financed the movie that put herself in the lead as she has gigantic fake boobs, which weren't around in the forties. No. And I mean, not that I know of and lo- no, like. E-
2: invented in like the sixties.
0: Yeah. So, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's one of the trailer. I really want you to watch the trailer. Cause maybe I was just like too high and I didn't. Um, I'm going to,
2: I'm writing a note right now. So I remember tonight before I go to bed.
0: But and it has really dramatic music. It's like it's like a real. Wait,
2: what's it called now? Uh,
0: I don't know. It used to be called Axis Sally. I don't know what it's called now.
2: Access Alley or Access No Access.
0: A X I S Sally, like Sally Field. Access
2: Sally. It was like
0: Access Hollywood. Okay. Hey, Access, um, Access. Access Sally, and but it's like, it's put together like a real trailer you would see with a studio film, but then you realize the only actor you recognize is Al Pacino. And there's like one guy from like seventh heaven or something like that, I think. And the rest of the never dad, see. I hope. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh Duggar's in it. Uh, the guy from <laughs> seventh heaven. <laughs> um, okay. So were you, uh, what were your feelings on Roni overall? Like, I mean, were you underwhelmed? Was it just great to have them back?
2: I love those women. I really like watching them a lot. I this this first episode wasn't that exciting, although I do the next episode looks like it's gonna be really good. They're all screaming at each other. I, I'm excited for Leah's fight with Heather. Um I really like that Ramona and Luann are friends. That is an interesting kind of like Gretchen camera sort of thing. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, there will be drama stemming from this. There will be.
0: But is this one show that can get away with not having drama because there's so much good human behavior uh, with these ladies? Almost, oh my you know? God.
2: Yeah. But when, I mean, like I laughed out loud in one scene when, um Luann was like like adjusting or straightening a a painting in her living room and then she just like knocks it off the wall and then Ramona rings the doorbell and she like can't get it back on the wall um (laughs) that was kind of perfect I love 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 that she like got an apartment where she can see Tom's (laughs) terrace right outside of her living room window it's like right there that's wild. That's Do that's you do you
0: believe? I mean, the question is everybody's asking, do you believe that Luann really didn't know that Tom's apartment was right there? Or she I,
2: I I really don't think that she knew because um she's so like wrapped up in herself that I believe that she like was just like, Oh yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of like sign on the dotted line.
0: I went back and watched the 2016 tour of Tom's balcony that Luann did. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, it's amazing. You know, this kind of floor space up here is just a man, it's a wraparound, and it's so unique for New York. And she was so prideful of this. So it's got to be so fascinating to think about that kind of. And just like when the lights on, I know not to go to the Regency that night, you know? And it's just
1: like (laughs)
0: fascinating. Like she really lives that thing of like, I'll go to the Regency and have a drink, you know, the John Medesian of it all. And like there is this little like weird brat pack of these New York socialites and like these, this like a boys, like a billionaire boys club almost of these guys that are all passed around. Like it's like Harry and.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Harry Dubin. Harry Dubin got with Janice Dickinson. I watched like some, I randomly saw like some YouTube of like Janice Dickinson, (laughs) like paparazzi thing of her leaving like a restaurant in New York. And uh, Harry Dubin is walking her (laughs) to her car and gives her a kiss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many times have you probably seen Harry Dubin out a lot, right?
2: I've never seen it. Wait, I may have seen Harry Dubin out. I'm trying to think.
0: I feel like you'd remember it. I feel like you'd like make a move or something.
2: You know, I don't remember. I, I, maybe I did see him somewhere. I have definitely seen like housewives out in the wild. Um, and I've seen like their men. I don't know if I've seen Harry though. I don't know. It would have been a while ago. I'll probably think about who I'm thinking about later.
0: Wait, What's your worst Uh, housewife uh, experience like, uh, interacting with, like, do you have a worst experience of like, that was horrible. No. no, no.
2: They've all been awesome.
0: Okay, good. Um, yeah,
2: they have, they've all been awesome.
0: Um, as, as a woman, uh, Leah McSweeney says PETA chip, the the guy it's still in her life. Who she took a photo of her with a pita covering her privates, and mm-hmm. then that guy sent it back to Leah, but it was actually supposed to be sent to a friend. Wouldn't I mean? Is that just like is that like cool? Like women are like, ah, it's funny you're sending my nudes around. Like I, I'm, I, I think that should be a little like off putting, or is that kind of cool? Um,
2: it depends on what he was saying with it. Like, was he complimenting her, or was he like? But if he's sending I, it to his
0: buddy, like any, like if either way, like, Hey, check out this hot piece of ass that I'm dating. I mean, that's, that's cool.
2: Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, it could be a compliment a little bit like it's if for me, if I'm sending, if I like take a pic, if I have a nude, I would rather my selects like the ones that I send out be viewed than like You know my outtakes so if i'm sending it i'm sending it for it to be seen so (laughs) and i and i like acknowledge that like you know once i send it to someone it's like could very well end up anywhere so you know it's crazy i mean i guess it's i wouldn't like date that guy i wouldn't like he's not marriage material
0: but that's why you just. It, I was just. It was bizarre to me that he got brought back up because I thought he was old news. And then I was like, "Wait a sec! This is so bizarre that like he's back in the picture." And I don't know. I, I want to find out more about this, and I want to find out more about the conversion to Judaism. Like what spurred that mm. on? I hope we get to hear more of that. Um, but also, uh, Ramona. Ramona in this is very Ramona. She's uh really picks out like Co- we see Coco. She's she always starts off the season though in a very positive I can't way.
2: Coco's still alive. I mean Coco
0: really is like it's like a Benjamin Button thing. It's like ageless by Coco, I feel that. Name. Yeah. <laughs> I um, don't
2: know. Coco looks a little oh she looks like she's seen better <laughs> days.
0: Wait, do you remember last season when she was at the Hampton's house and Ramona was like, "Coco!" And like, Coco's like startled. And I was like, have heart attacks like every day with Ramona, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but Ramona like always starts off like bright eyed and bushy tail. I believe at the beginning of the season and she'll always be like, Oh, you know, last season she was like, I've changed. I'm in therapy and I'm like so much nicer to people. And I feel like that she was like, Lou, who would have thought us me and you being friends Um, did you feel a great loss with Dorinda and Tinsley not being there?
2: Yes, I did. I felt like Dorinda's absence was very noticeable. I missed her. I do. I, I think that it was, um, I, I actually, I feel like she'll be back too. Like, I feel like she has, I think that she has more of a chance of coming back than like anybody else, um, just because I don't think that anyone's really done with her, I think that they were wanting to just press pause with her. That's just the sense that I get. Um, but uh, I don't know. Her book is should be coming out kind of soon, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the I mean, book no. was
2: supposed to come out when this when the ep, the season was launching.
1: Yeah, and no.
2: that that book publisher, yikes! They didn't. They had no idea, but she wasn't going to be back. Well, before. that
0: that was the other interesting about housewives all-stars is that every housewife former and present started posting beach, beach, pictures. Like they were there, like they were all, you know, like, so it was like, you know, Tamara was posting like by the water and Dorinda was like, I bet you think I'm there, but I'm not, you know? And like, it was like this kind of weird sadness when all of these former housewives are trying to be like in it, you know?
2: Yeah. I think that they should have a former housewives. They should have like a, um, like a sort of like retired housewives.
0: Like a like a menudo.
2: Yeah. Like a just or like a golden girls situation. I mean, I guess they are kind of golden girls yeah. <laughs> anyway when they go on like their beach trips. But like I think that um I would love to see Brandy Glanville and Tamara in a room. You know? There are like, different pairings.
0: Yeah. There are different pairings that would be really uh interesting to to see um but i just uh the dorinda thing i definitely think she'll be back but it is this weird kind of elephant in the room where they all told her you were really mean you have some potential like and everybody was like there's a potential uh drinking issue and she just she was another one that didn't didn't accept it or at least on camera was like no i don't think i do no i'm good and then did you have you been watching the big shot with bethany on hbo max
2: no, I have to watch it. Is it. No, good no, or you or don't. Bad? No,
0: no, no, no oh, you don't, don't have, have to, have like to like watch it's, it. Dorinda's on, like, she's on, like, a, like a, as a voice over the phone with Bethany. So I thought that was kind of an interesting tie-in. And I'm sure Bethany tried to get them to launch uh, on premiere day of Rony, but they released it last week. And um, it's just, it's like a non-starter. There's like, it's not believable because none of these people are qualified to be into the business that Bethany says, this, you know, this huge business, this huge conglomerate that she is, she says. There's no way you would pick these candidates. And like the first episode, she already cut six people. So the whole thing is based around like six candidates that none of them are qualified. So it just is really weird. And it's like The Apprentice rip off entirely, but I hate to say it, not even as enjoyable as The Apprentice.
2: I actually really like The Apprentice and I love I love Celebrity Season. Apprentice.
0: Yeah, like Brett Michaels. Who knew that Brett Michaels had such a business acumen, you know?
2: Well, it would be cool if if Bethany's thing was like sort of like a cross between Apprentice and like Rock of Love, but it sounds like it's neither, you know.
0: <laughs> i would love that i mean there's like whole i i mean you you work in media and all that do you know why vh1 doesn't hype up like they i feel like they created this whole database of like celebrity fit club celebrity rehab all of these shows i kind of grew up on that i really uh was very passionate about and i'm like why don't these get played all of the time rock of love flavor of love you know uh you know i love new york
2: they do well they um I think that they did the li- the licenses for those are like on Amazon Prime now. I think for all the of love shows um, of love. I I don't know <laughs> I don't know if they like if they do it on. I've, you know I've never I don't think I've seen VH1 in yeah. so long. I don't even know what what channel it is on my on my TV actually. it's, been-, it's been so long that so I've been interested in anything that they had. I used to love VH1. Which
0: is weird. I mean, even MTV, I mean, like, and I know you're a huge fan of ridiculousness, but other than that, like I just, I, I, I mean, but, but then again, it's like how do you have that much good programming or even shitty good programming, like Pimp My Ride, like Room Raiders, all n- the next bus. And none of it gets rerun. Like none of it gets, it's always ridiculousness just, every they day. They
2: have a nostalgia channel I mean, where they I, just play I, I, old I f- stuff. I mean, I they f- do f- have, and that is kind of a channel on, um, on Prime though, like, but you have to subscribe to it. it's like MTV. I don't know if it's like MTV Classics or MTV Old School or something like that. But it's like all their old shows, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, that's where I used to watch. That's where I watched Teen Mom Two during the pandemic. I w- I did a whole rewatch from the beginning. It was incredible. How was it? What did you learn? It was you- the first time. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was as good as because <laughs> 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 I wasn't a mom yet when I first started watching that show. It's been on for so long. Um those kids are older than my daughter. So um no I just and Team Mom 2 is the better show. It's the better cast. So
0: Team Mom 2 uh Macy and like uh which ones are on Team Mom 2? No, two?
2: Macy's um from the original cast. So Team Mom 2 the original Team Mom 2 girls were Janelle, um <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> Kaylin and Leah. Leah who um had uh Twins when she was like a teenager, and then she had like another kid with another guy right away. Um, Kaylin has three, four children by three different men. Um, it's been a wild ride. Um, lots of drama.
0: I mean, I mean, they're in it. Like, I think they're past their 20th season, like, they surpassed Kardashians. I mean, it seemed like there's so many seasons of Teen Mom.
2: Yeah, they do, um, they do like AB seasons, but it's been on. For, I mean, since those girls were 16, they were on 16 and pregnant. And then they started team mom after the year after that, they're, they're like all almost 30 now. So it's, it's been a long time.
0: It's crazy when I see them all driving like better cars than me. And like, the, they all have, <laughs> oh, yeah, houses. They're rich. Like they have farms and stuff. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like, this is like one unplanned, uh, thing in high school. And now they have mm-hmm. a career, like this is a career. Yeah. Like who? uh, Who is it? Um, Who's the one that has like three podcasts, and she has a couple kids from two different marriages? And
2: Kaylin, Kaylin.
0: Okay, sorry. Four
2: children by three different men. She's like, does it like
0: her, and she's pregnant again too.
2: No, she had it.
0: Oh, she had it. Okay.
2: Yeah, his name's Creed.
0: (laughs) Um, is it? Well, it's like I just wonder. Like when you get pregnant, it's considered like a revenue stream for teen moms. You know.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then they keep having kids. Um, and then they 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 were they make five, I know they make five hundred a year off the show, and then they do all these endorsements, they do a lot of clickbait. Um, the one girl, Caitlin from Teen Mom OG, they call her clickbait kate because she does it so much. <laughs>
0: clickbait Kate. That sounds like a Randall Emmett film, clickbait Kate. Access Sally and clickbait Kate. Uh, um that is, uh, uh, Janelle, did you ever read Janelle's book?
2: Um, no, but I did watch the documentary that she produced and wrote and directed and edited and stars in because oh, she has that. all those credits on it. It's on oh, YouTube. Wow. <laughs> is it's it? called, um, uh, I Have Something to Say. <laughs> it's like a four-part <laughs> documentary series about when her kids um, were taken by CPS <laughs> after her husband killed the dog.
0: Oh my God. That's yeah. Yeah. David Eason, right? Like the the, yeah. the crazy guy. Yeah.
2: Gary. Yeah. He's like really into guns and he like does messed up things. Like he gave her a pet goat one year for like Mother's Day or something. And then last summer he killed the goat and ate it. That's and I think he did mid-summer. it just to be mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, like every time, like no offense to like you know long beards and stuff, but like I saw his beard getting longer, and I was just like, that's like that's a sign, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as a documentarian, mm-hmm. does she have a future? Was there? Was there? A I
2: always thought that Janelle was a good editor. Actually, um, I did because she used to do like TikTok dance, like TikTok. I mean, the TikTok the Kesha song not TikTok dances, and she does TikTok dances now, and they're kind of sad, but she, in the back in the day, she used to, like, do all these dances to, like, Kesha songs, and would put them on um, YouTube, and she would do, like, interesting edits for, you know, especially for back then, like, 2008, 2009, um, so, yeah, no, I always thought that she was good, I always thought that she squandered her talent, she was always seemed smarter than the way she behaved, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll, I mean, I just remember because I would watch the OGs when it first first was on, and that relationship between her and her mom, and it was just so, uh, just so friction all the time. Oh my and, God!
2: Yeah, Barb, Barb's always screaming. Oh hi, Janelle.
0: I mean, that, yeah, and the and then the Farah of it all, and like I know they fired her now, but Farah and her. Have mom- Have you kept
2: up with Farah? Well, yeah. I mean, I, we talked last time about her. Farrah?
0: I haven't seen it. Rate. Right, recently but i I was telling you about her podcast where she would just record like from her phone like when they're at like a table eating at disneyland and it was like the waitress would come up and it was just (laughs) fascinating and she left it all in and i was like that's awesome girl do not edit your stuff you know
2: it she does these wild word salad social media posts that make no sense they are so bizarre and then have we talked since i watched her take a poop can
0: we talk about that? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, the the, scat, the you talked about it on Pot Psychology, right? The Scat video.
2: I want, yeah, I, I subscribed to her OnlyFans, and then I brought a video of her digging and shit on camera. How was and that? She, tr- she tried to edit out the fart, but I did hear it. it. Was like it wasn't that loud, but she did. I was like wondering the whole time too. Like I was like, I wonder if she's gonna fart.
0: Wait, why then, edit out the fart? Did you want to re- like remain ladylike? I mean, what's, the, what's
2: it's the weird because it it jump cuts. <laughs> she's not as talented as janelle in that sense
0: <laughs> does she say like anything like it's so weird you guys would even want to see this but here it goes like is there any kind of shame
2: in there she like um she's kind of doing like a weird role play and she talks the whole time so she comes in she's like ah, and her voice is really weird she's like ah, i'm just taking a break I'm my lunch break from work have to go to the bathroom and then she's like she doesn't sit down on the toilet she's kind of stands and crouches and she kind of goes sideways so you can't like actually see it coming out of her butthole you just kind of see it coming Uh, out from like the side of her butt so it's not like um because I did see some other things on porn. so I was like huh what's scat porn like and then I was like and then we I watched Ferris, and it was very soft scat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh
0: the scatting community she, was up in arms like it was she not shows
2: good. what's in the toilet bowl and then she flushes it
0: oh that could have went for some kind of money on ebay um mm-hmm. was uh was Sophia
2: with her during this i'm positive that she was in the house oh, the... um but you know and and then i but you know fair also does hardcore porn on her only fans like for real hardcore porn not leak sex tapes like i i watched another one where she does a solo and she fucks a dildo it's like an eight minute video and it only costs 50 dollars. and she fucks a dildo and you know has like music turned up really really loud And she's in the bathroom and i guess because you know sophia is probably and she's living in i believe she's living in a one-bedroom apartment with sophia right now so Sophia was like probably like right outside in like the living room or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's dark. Um, Sophia doesn't go to school.
0: And Sophia, like I, I, a couple of times, like Sophia is like, kind of mean, like her mom.
2: Hell yeah. I mean, like, it's, 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 someone needs to stop the cycle.
0: <laughs> what who say? do you
2: think out of all the teen moms, who do you think is going to be a grandma first?
0: Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the, a, not Ryan, Macy, not Gary, not, not Gary's kid. No.
2: Uh, I mean, the, my guess I've, is Leah, Leah, who has twins and then another little girl. She's Southern. just from like oh, the,
0: the one that was addicted to pills, right?
2: Yes. I feel like one of her daughters is going to be the first to have a kid. Why do you think? They're in West Virginia and, you know, things are, they don't get, they don't get
0: cable out there. It's, you know,
2: (laughs) they just, you know, it's like more socially acceptable to have kids at a younger age there. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just get the vibe that, that, that might be, that might be that like, yeah, yeah, she definitely does better than what she had growing up, but I still have a feeling that, you know, she might be the first grandma.
0: It is crazy. We have all of these people in our lives because of reality shows. And uh, I, I mean, so, um, Roni, there just really wasn't tons to dissect. I mean, it was all the minutia of things. And it was all when we saw the five chairs at uh, Sonia's brunch at her townhouse, which, you know, we're, we're 10 seasons into, I feel like, townhouse issues. But it did. That was the only time I missed um, Dorinda and Tinsley because mm-hmm. I was like, it looked it just looked like so few chairs, and I was wondering if this season is just going to be like at my dinner with Andre, where it's just dialogue driven. You know,
2: uh, maybe. I mean, it would be great if they could bring Tinsley back. She's not with Scott anymore.
0: I know, like that, and that kind of fall. You never
2: out, give something up for a man. I was I, so dumb.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, no. It, it was, and the saddest thing is that they gave her a princess send off they gave her the out the window, you know, the head out the limo, uh, yeah. you know, the final, and it was kind of this romantic thing. And within a year that it all collapsed, I would love to pick back up with Tinsley. Like I really yeah. love, I love Dale. I love Bravo. I love, I love mama D I love like any, all these mothers of the, like, I think who creates a housewife are these amazing women in their own right that are mm-hmm. just fascinating and how they interact with their daughters.
2: Who's your favorite mom?
0: I mean, it changes. Like there was a time when it was Dale. I mean, I I'm now off of Dallas high. So there was a real Mama D thing where Mama D
2: was great this year.
0: Mama D, like, you know, I don't take no guff and um the I don't get a rip. I don't, you don't get to do anything to you, Deandra? Um the the craziest <laughs> thing was her the story where she admitted that she stalked her ex-husband and like landed. She's like, I, I I was gonna get on a pretty dress and I was gonna go and land him, you know? And she did. Like it's a it's wild accompli- st-
2: she she considers it an accomplishment. I
0: mean, she told it <laughs> as an inspirational
2: story of business.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Back then
2: that's what you had to do if you wanted to start a business. You need to have seed money
0: but it was just like mm-hmm. that thing of like and this man thinking he had like the charm and not like you know like look at me pulling ladies off the street and like <laughs> he he was targeted like this was a inside job. Yeah. Um what? we haven't seen Luann with Garth uh the guy from last season who was like the uh the trainer or the dog trimmer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh he I don't know if there there was an old 80s show called Coach where um, uh, they had a guy named Dauber, uh, like he was like a real, like halfwit and he looks exactly like Garth, but Luann thinks that since he's six, seven, he's like, like, I feel like tall equates into really good looking for women and especially housewives. Mm-hmm. And Luann yeah. is like, look at me. I manifested this, you know, we're friends with benefits. And I get really scared for Luann cause it seems like romance never works out the way she wants mm-hmm. it to. <laughs>
2: I, I want to watch it. I, I want to see it.
0: <laughs> no, I do. I just get worried that after so many years, like I just feel I'm. I feel like her sobriety is tenuous. I mean, like you know, she was saying she was drinking non-alcoholic rosé. She was, um, and I don't know if you watched Watch What Happens Live afterwards.
2: No, but I heard that something weird happened She's with seen, Ramona. Right? Well, was it? I it mean, was Luann. Did Luann seem? Luann
0: seemed lit. Like Luann seemed like she was like her eyes were kind of just half open. And then there was a time when Luanne just started talking to her assistant off camera during the show. <laughs> and Andy was like, Lou, we're Lou, we're live right now. Lou, we're live. And she's like, Oh, I know, I know, I know it's fine. And it was, it just seemed like this very kind of, it, it was fascinating in its own way, but it kind of was like, Oh man, I wonder if she's drinking. It was one of those. I wonder if she was drinking again, which I think once you admit you have a problem in any kind of pop culture scenario, everybody then just always is watching you.
2: Yeah, but I mean, she was drinking last year on the sh- on the show.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. But that, I mean, and but she her story that, went.
2: She did the COVID, that through COVID, she decided not to drink anymore because it was like bad for her. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I did it with uh, you. I liked her when she was sober, and I like her when she's not sober. No, she's she's one of those people her. that, that's not like it doesn't, she doesn't get boring when she's sober. It's still interesting.
0: I mean, is there anybody that you would want off the show now? I mean, there's so few people and we have like there the Ebony so few, yeah. Leah and like, they uh, are
2: honestly, Sonia, like, I feel like I'm getting a little sick of Sonia. She could be a friend of, Yeah. she can, she can be demoted. She's like, she's just, I feel like she puts it on a bit too much. You know what I mean? Like she's like performing in a way that the other women aren't like the whole thing with like the hose and the rocks, like she's always doing, like the a
0: bathtub bit. and watching, like yeah. having interns, you know, like teaching her interns how she does a bath and how she sweeps a, you know, it's it's yeah, it's like a tried and true greatest hit, you know, with Sonia.
2: Yeah, she, you know, you're not allowed to have unpaid interns in New York. That's slavery. <laughs> you're not. It's not legal. <laughs> she, you have to she
0: said vassar would not teach what she's teaching like that kind of
2: i believe that that's true
0: no that's well actually i didn't vassar is doing a bathtub series this this year, so it's, uh, um no i mean i it was fine to have them back there was no huge explosions i felt beverly hills last season when you had that you know we were all so happy that day and then it mm-hmm. like you know you didn't have that chills on the arm moment and at the very end they they showed some fast forwarding of some fights that we would see in the future but it was kind of of edited like so 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 it wasn't really that kind of like oh fuck it was like good to have it back like it was not I'm very happy that it's back but it wasn't like that kind of I don't know and also I think it was like we were watching that in COVID last year so any anything was incredible and how we even like Leah McSweeney's first season we gassed her up so much because I think we were all inside our rooms and like this person was like acting out and we loved it you know (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, I mean, I always love New York. It's always been my favorite one. This might, we might be entering an era where it might not, we we might need more of like a shakeup like they did in season uh, four so or season five. So, you know. Was that maybe, when Sonya was introduced? No, Sonya was introduced in season three. No, two, <laughs> three, three. Yeah, um, because it was Bethany's last season that time. Uh, no, it was when it was when they like got rid of Jill and and Cindy oh. Barshop and Kelly, and um, they made Luann a friend of. Oh for yeah. For one season, we <laughs> demoted her for a season.
0: <laughs> and she clawed her way back up. That's amazing. The hierarchy. She amazing.
2: is scrappy. She. <laughs> no one else came back. Right from no. friend of to yeah. maybe Nini was Nini ever a friend of uh yeah um when she's back... been like back and forth on yeah. the yeah
0: and now she's still threatening to sue andy which was uh it, it... why
2: is she she needs like that's because just... she always, they, they would always welcome you back later like all she had to do is like play nice you know
0: yeah it's like weird to like destroy a path completely and yeah uh...
2: totally burning bridges
0: um yeah. So I, uh, and wait, and, and last thing, as we wrap up Beverly Hills in two weeks, are you looking forward to that to see how they handle yes. the Erica Jane stuff?
2: Absolutely. She's finally interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I always lie.
2: thought that she was boring. I didn't like her. She was like, all she gives is like, her staged. Books, yeah. it's know? like staged, yeah, it's,
0: canned But now
2: things. we're getting a story behind it that they couldn't really afford that.
1: like you know she was like
2: throwing money out the window flying her friggin um glam team in business to dubai that's what i'm like she's the one that
0: kind of i feel like exploded that whole thing of everybody catch up with me. And I feel like now, Mm -hmm. if I was a, if I was training any kind of housewives, I'd be like, really be careful about how much you brag about money. Like Jen Shaw, Mary of, uh, uh, of Salt Lake city. I'm like, you guys, this, this is admissible in court. Like you, you can, you're saying it takes $40,000 like a month just to pay your, your people around you to make the Erica Jane character, you know, that's admissible. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. And but she that and that she was paying for it all herself, which is the um the allegation is that they were funneling money into her business.
0: <laughs> I I would just love, and I just hope that I know Sutton kind of steps up to her, and I hope we saw one scene already. Well, I that like
2: Sutton a lot.
0: I love her, and I I, I hope. There was that one scene Erica Jane was like, you will not come at me, da-da-da. And I just hope Sutton ignores that completely. And I hope yes. Erica Jane doesn't bully in bully people into backing down off questioning her.
2: Yeah. And we're still gonna get a bullshit version anyway, because I always did think she was like phony. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna really get the full story from her, obviously. And that, you know, Bethany tweeted this, I think, right when all of this stuff started happening, but she said that you can't play. Stupid and dumb at the same time. I mean, sorry, you, can. you can't can play <laughs> stupid and smart at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we gotta end it with what Bethany said. I mean, um, <laughs> um, Tracy, thank you so much for doing this. You took a lot of time with with us, and I really appreciate it. Um, the podcast is Pot Psychology. The podcast you produce is the B List with Pet Shop Boy. Your online store. Uh, remind me of what the website is again. PipeDreams.fun PipeDreams.fun uh, Guys, Jamila, Jamila, t-shirt, at least you guys can get that, but you'll actually go there and you'll see some really cool shit. Um, and is there anything else that is coming up that we can support you with? Mm, no.
2: no. If there is, I forgot. Yes. I'm playing stupid and dumb. <laughs> hey, you can't do that.
0: Um, thanks, Tracy. And I hope you'll come on again sometime.
2: Thank you. Of course.
3: Betches.